and welcome to Too Many Movies, the podcast where we discuss DVDs, Blu-rays, and even the occasional VHS tape. I'm your host, Hal, and with me here today is Ben. He's back, everybody. Yes, we did it, boys. Yeah, uh, it's me, Uncultured Swine Ben. I'm back for to reclaim my throne that was stolen from me by William. We're gonna... <laughs> you needed a mere 50... 50 TV... Um, shorts animated shorts to surpass me but now we come back with the firepower five movies yeah <laughs> and he won't know what hit him he won't know what hit him i won't know what hit me <laughs> oh Wait, we may have been a little over ambitious with this episode no you know what that's fine i've I, you know what i've just to uh start things off yes today is the very today is a very special episode um i wanted to bring you back because you expressed interest with the a, a new certain movie coming out recently that we kind of mm. go back and do a little bit of a retrospective. Um, mm-hmm. And it worked out because I happen to have uh, a bunch of the previous movies of this specific franchise um, being uh, the uh, complete adventures. Are you alluding to perhaps I am alluding to the complete adventures. So anyway, uh, just to say the title of the franchise Indiana Jones. We are talking about the Indiana Jones franchise because the new one came out. I happen to have the Complete Adventures Blu-ray set. It, it just made sense. It made sense to do this um, around the time that we're doing it right now. So, and you obviously wanted to talk about it, and I was like, "Hell yeah, let's mm-hmm. let's do that." So we're here. We this has been in the making since our Shining episode. Um, yep. So, you know what? There's no time like the present, Ben. Um, Let's start where it all began back in 1981 with Raiders of the Lost Ark. Ben, what did you think of Raiders of the Lost Ark? That's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I agree. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Moving on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) All right, next move. We're killing it on time here. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's... I, it's one of the best directed movies of all time. I mean, the uh-huh. the stunt work is fantastic. The writing is also fantastic. I mean, it's uh, I it's it's, it's right up Spielberg's alley. I I, I heard that yeah, like it's kind of like a revenge thing for him against the Nazi. He's got Jewish descent or Jew, yeah. he's got like Jewish roots. Um, so yeah, it's just it's really cool for like everyone involved to be able to put this together and just have it came out flawlessly. Oh my god, and... yeah, totally. So yeah, I think I, it's not really a bit of a steamy take here. I think Raiders of the Lost Ark is a pretty good movie. Uh, you yeah. know, yeah, but like, it, what makes it so good is that it is just this adventure serial essentially because it's it's mm-hmm. based off of the the adventure serials that spielberg and lucas grew up with um exactly yeah. lucas being george lucas um you know he directed who's some, that I, I don't know he directed some movies i think it was called like star trek or something anyway okay um yeah so they may so they may so he wrote the screenplay for that or he wrote the story for this and then spielberg obviously directed it and mm-hmm. It does, like, looking back at it, it does feel like a celebration of adventure serials. Um, yeah. And what I like about that is is it's not just an homage. It's also, like, an actual established um, universe. Like, it, it, it's both an homage to something that came before, but it's also a brand new breath of fresh air for, like, something new. You know what I'm trying to say? 
Yeah, because you don't have to have any pre like yeah. I don't have a ton of previous experience of like what they're referencing. It definitely feels like its own thing, but you can also understand what they're like. They are paying tribute to that. Exactly, you know, it's, just, it's, just, it's incredible how it works. Yeah, no, it's it's so much fun to watch. Um, just from obviously, as I've gotten older, I've really started to appreciate Spielberg's directing. Um, the way mm-hmm. scenes will just go, come right after the other, how it just like keeps the plot moving, how like you know scenes in any other movie, like especially like one of the very first is like the exposition scenes where like you know the two government officials come to Indiana Jones are just like, Oh, the Nazis, they're, they're looking for the Ark of the covenant. What is that? And then, um, Indian, uh, Marcus Brody are like, just like, Oh, the Ark of the covenant. We have to explain this to the audience because they, they may not yeah. necessarily know, but like, it's still filmed in like such an exciting way because the characters are like moving around. The camera's moving around. It's like getting you. Yeah, it's, it's, like the most basic, like, um, God, I forget. Do I, the, uh, the most basic filmmaking techniques, like it's it, dialogue that explains like sure. what I think. I'm drop like blank. I'm blanking on what the term is. Exposition, I'm, exposition. Yeah, the basic. It has so much tension, though. It's crazy. That's like, true you too. Just like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. There, there is tension of like, yeah, this could be a really powerful device, but yeah, like. It, it, he, Spielberg does a great job harnessing the tension of like the most basic scenes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, totally. Uh, yeah, because like it's it, it's also very mysterious because you're just like, what the hell is the Ark of the Covenant? Like growing up, mm-hmm. I was not super religious, so I didn't really understand that. But like, I at least knew Same. that it, like it was like an old relic, and that like you know, even just having scenes of like, there's that scene later on where Sala is just like, it was not meant for men to disturb or something like that, and you're just like, ooh, mm-hmm. like interesting. Mm. Like, what is this? This is so cool, and so. Yeah. Yeah, you don't really need to know a whole lot about uh, religious history, archaeology, mm-hmm. those old adventure serials that Lucas and Spielberg clearly grew up with. Like, you don't need to know any of this, really, to get something out of Raiders. Like, you can just watch it on its own and get so much out of it. Um, you know, I love the action a lot in this movie. Like, some of the most iconic action set oh, yeah, pieces yeah in any movie are coming out of this movie. Uh, well, let's start with like the very first scene where it's like the boulder right. scene, like so iconic, so iconic that it was in chicken little of all movies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's in more movies than that. I'll promise you that. Well, probably. Yeah. There's yeah. a, there's that episode of the Simpsons where it starts off with Bart taking, yeah, uh, like, uh, that, that's, a, that's one of my favorite Simpsons scenes. That's yeah, great. Yeah. Taking Homer's uh, money, <laughs> money jar. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like falling down the stairs. The Doromatic. The Doromatic, yeah. <laughs> it's clever. It's so clever. Um but yeah, no, that's what makes this such an iconic scene is that like, you know, the Simpsons can parody it and you get the and you get like a similar uh feeling from it because you're just like, Oh, I love that scene from Raiders it, of the Lost. It, it, back when Simpsons could parody out of love and not just parody to parody. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. One thing I really like about that opening, um and because I remember being a kid and being really freaked out by it. Um mm-hmm. so I watched it like as a kid. I watched Raiders and I remember it was I was with my dad and we got to the scene where like um like the like those arrows like come out of the uh wall like these spikes come out of yeah. the wall and then like that skeleton appears and he's just like 
and like you know alfred molina's character is like screaming his head off and indy's just like oh i know this guy and i remember just being like super freaked out by that i'm just like oh it's a skeleton and i'm like oh Uh maybe it won't get any scarier and then the one (laughs) scene that really got me was when indy like escapes um he like gets uh, abandoned from Alfred Molina's character because he's just like adios senor, and then in, yeah. but then Indy ends up getting out of it. But then he like finds Alfred Molina's character's died like because he because he got right. stabbed by those exact spikes, um, and that really got to me as a kid because I'm just like oh like it really like just comes out out of nowhere for you, and I'm just like oh god like this is such a scary movie. And then my dad mm-hmm. was just like, oh, wait until we get to the ending with the melting faces. Um, <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, melting faces. This movie's going to totally destroy me. Wow, but, spoiler warning, dad. Yeah, spoiler warning, dad. Well, here's the thing, actually. That might actually apply to this because it's possible hot take. I was never really freaked out by the melting faces in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, um, I'd agree with that. Yeah, like... I I love that scene. I think the effects on it are flawless. I love how like deranged and brutal it is for a PG movie. Um but I was never like even as a kid when I watched it, I was never freaked out by it in the same way mm-hmm. that I was freaked out by that opening set piece with like Alfred Molina's character just dying. Like that that was the scene that got to me as a kid. Be- and that's mm-hmm. probably because it's within the first 5 minutes. And so like once that was established, I feel like for the rest of the movie I was kind of on edge. I'm just like, "Oh, now anytime they're going to try and freak me out, I'm a little bit more protected because I'm cuz I'm like anticipating it more." Whereas like, you know, those first 5 minutes, I was not ready for that. Um mm-hmm. so that's probably why. Again, I think the melting faces scene is fantastic, obviously very iconic yeah. and still looks really good. Like I'm still like blown away by the effects of that scene because they look really, really convincing. And I also really like the idea that it's not just the same uh, way that like those faces get destroyed. Like, um, like the, the Nazi general, right. like his face kind of like sucks into itself. You got, um, Oh, what's his name? Uh, the, the, like major tot, the guy who's the guy who gets like, his hand burned, like his face yeah. just like straight up melts. Like that's really cool. Yeah. And then you got Belloc whose head just explodes. Um, right. It's all really, it's varied. Yeah. And I really like that. Yeah. I like not to, not to cut ahead too much, but I do like also, you got like in crusade, like they have the different way for, um, mm. what's his name? Like where he just like ages, like that's a yeah. really cool effect too, which we'll get to that later. Yeah, but we'll yeah, get I do to appreciate that. Like, yeah, but no, I agree. As far as like effects go, I would say this is like the cleanest from beginning to end of like yeah. the Raiders of the Lost Ark has the cleanest effects. Cause like you'll have like awkward moments and like where they have like green screen and other stuff that don't, you can kind of see where it's like not perfect. This it, the effects on this just feel really clean. It's, it's so impressive like it's just it's the immersiveness and like you don't notice anything wrong with it isn't that funny? like notice anything like is it again? No, i was yeah. just gonna say like isn't that funny like the 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 best looking of the indiana jones movies was the first one and mm-hmm. the oldest one like isn't that funny yeah I mean, that might be because Spielberg wasn't a big fan of temple because devil doom definitely has the roughest spots mm-hmm. and yeah. that was like Spielberg's least favorite of the original three, mm. but yeah, there isn't too much wrong with um, Last Crusade. It's mostly yeah, it's like the boat scene has some weird green screens. Yeah, but, yeah, it's like yeah, the effects on this are like flawless. Like as far as like a perfect like 
practical effects go, this is it. This mm-hmm. is the one. Yeah. No, I agree. There's there's just so many good things. And the set design too. Like like we were saying with like the boulder scene was like, you know, yeah. it's just for like this one opening sequence is just this scene of like walking through this temple. But like it looks old, it looks dilapidated, like people haven't mm-hmm. been in there in thousands of years because, you know, realistically they haven't. But like that's what makes it so interesting like this is just for like a one-off sequence at the beginning but you're still putting all this like all this love and attention into this set to make it look believable i didn't get to watch a ton of behind the scenes but like the amount of time they invest in like building these sets is insane yeah exactly like it's a kind of, you, you understand the the gravity like the the distance between like a lower budget like amateur film and like how much it took to actually make this like exactly. you really start to appreciate like these sets are not the stuff that some of it does just naturally exist, but mm-hmm. other stuff, yeah, it is like, and you got to like have all like all the like the practical effects like mm-hmm. set up to like yeah, they got to like set up the saws and like all the you got to set up the booby traps by hand. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. I mean, it, it doesn't just exist like that. Yeah, I mean, realistically, that's what would happen in the in universe. Like you know, some yeah. tribesmen had to set up these booby traps. So like mm-hmm. you know, yeah. And yeah, the t- the tribesmen are uh, interns in L.A. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, um, I'm trying to think. So here's something I wanted to bring up. Uh, Marion, uh, played by Karen mm-hmm. Allen, the love interest of the movie. I really like her. I think she's yeah. a lot of fun. She's a very fun character to have in this kind of movie. I like that it's established she has a history with Indy. And so like they don't mm-hmm. always get along. Kind of questionable questionable fear history i guess so yeah that's true that's true um but i like it is kind of hinted upon that she was underage so that's kind of unfortunate but yeah Yeah. (laughs) it was the 30s the film's aware of it yeah the the film is aware of it that's very true very true um but yeah and i like that like you know even though they have a bit of history and they don't get along very often you still buy them having a relationship and so then when indy like thinks she's dead later on like you you really feel his pain i love that scene where he's just like uh talking to belloc and and indy goes you want to talk to god here i'll send him i'll i'll send us both there right now it's like holy yeah. shit dude like hey, yeah, you and then a bunch of kids come really in hit, and, hit like the hard, next yeah. shot yeah <laughs> it's just like whoa yeah, timing there yeah no this this movie it just it doesn't hold back and i appreciate that um yeah it's just it's so good. Uh you you talk about something, please. Sure. <laughs> I I wanna go back to getting and maybe it's a uh maybe again it's a again it's a tribute to the um yeah, original serials and whatnot, but it is a kind of weird title, just in like in a mm. nutshell. It, <laughs> that's a good point like yeah, yeah. It's, it's like it, it, it the original it's not indiana jones and raiders of the lost ark it's just raiders of the lost ark mm-hmm. it's just like that that's it and like great like spielberg's name's on it the marketing all like the posters and everything look great so like i'm sure it wasn't a big deal the titles like that but yeah it's got again it's not like in a nutshell yeah it doesn't really pop out as something like oh yeah this is a cool title or anything it's really uh and all the mini titles are like that. Like mm-hmm. it's all like da 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 of da da da. Yeah, but yeah, yeah like they're a starting point of yeah, not having the the brand recognition of Indiana Jones name and whatnot. It's just kind of weird. 
Yeah, no, I agree. I think it is a, and I think it, in general, like I think the title is a bit weird because like you re- you don't really think about it. I think because it's so right. iconic now, like you just accept it as oh Raiders of the Lost Ark. But like really, you have to think about oh right. But it, 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 the title does apply though because you literally because they literally are Raiders and they're looking for the Lost Ark. So like it, it's a it's a good title. Like it it actually works. Um, and I feel like I'm. I feel like it's a good thing they just named it Raiders of the Lost Ark, and then in and then subsequent sequels after that could just be like, oh, it's Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom, Last Crusade, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, mm-hmm. yada yada yada. It's like okay, now you can establish it because the character of Indiana Jones has been established, so that's why the sequels mm-hmm. um, kind of aim for putting his name in the title, so then people can be like, oh, yeah. let's go see the new Indiana Jones movie, honey. So yeah, I. I can appreciate right. that. That's that's a good point. I also want to go back to the writing room. I think it's they basically like. I think it's kind of cool that they lay out. They basically do lay out the plot of the movie, mm. like every, like everything, like where stuff is and whatnot. It is like it's kind of cool. Yeah, like everything is kind of predetermined, and like there's a um, there's a little like fan theory or whatnot that like likes to mock that like Indiana Jones doesn't really have any agency in the movie. Everything just kind of happens around him, which is first of all, not true, but second of all, not really important. Cause it's more about like Indiana Jones does have a good arc in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it is kind of cool that, yeah, like it's kind of about his like, um, like hubris. I don't know if that's, I'm using that word right. Or like, like, uh, but yeah, like, like ignore like when you have like the moment at the end of the film where he's like Mary internal like don't look at it like kind of like yeah that character arc where he understands like this is bigger than him like there's things bigger than him sure. and like having that like understand like yeah it's kind of intentionally yeah his agency in the film even though he does like discover stuff on his own that wouldn't have been discovered other- like he has information not privy to the Nazis that he's able to like discover where the Ark actually is and whatnot. Yeah, and he, um, and he, ha- and he has information uh, that the audience doesn't know about because well, we're not all right. archaeologists. Um, you know, because that's the that's the point. Like he's not really a vessel for the audience. He's like a not really role model, but like a, a self insert. I would say like you know he's mm-hmm. someone you yeah. want to be. I it, it's the it's the uh, yeah it's the. Uh... I'm trying to remember what the uh, he, he's a, he's a, he's he's the guy the guys want to be. He's yeah. a uh, um in a way he's almost a Gary Stu. That's a little bit extreme, but like yeah, yeah he's like he's he's the re- he's the really cool guy all the guys want to be. Yeah, but he's at a the end of the day, like of course that even then, like the stories about how is as cool as he is. The arc is more powerful. That's what is okay. Yes, and that's what he learns through the course of the movie. Is yeah, like, yeah. His hubris is um, he, he he develops humility and understands that like this is bigger and he can't shoot his way out of this. I mean, yeah, because like he has to respect the power of it. Yeah, and I feel like yeah, it's definitely hinted at throughout the film. Obviously, with Sala being like, man was not meant to uh, yeah. find this, and like the fact that they're going through all these trials and and all these obstacles to get to this damn arc it's like yeah like maybe i wasn't supposed to find this but like you know that's but like if he didn't find it the nazis would have so like it's it's kind of one of those it's like that balancing act you're like trying to yeah keep it away but also understand and that's why you know the ending is so brilliant like 
Indy's not the one who opens it. Like he's just kind of there mm-hmm. when they open it. Yeah. But he's still smart enough to figure out I shouldn't be looking because, well, the power of God like intervenes at that point um, because yeah. Indi- Indiana Jones has done all he could to, you know, keep the Nazis at bay. But now it's it's time for a little uh, religious powers. Maybe. You, you know what I like about that is that you don't you're not exactly sure what happens at the end. Like, right. A bunch of ghosts start flying out of the ark, but then mm-hmm. like this, uh, tr- this like uh, like fireball like shoots up into the sky. Everybody's mm-hmm. everybody gets like lightning struck through their uh, chests, like, and obviously the three guys get their faces melted off. So, like, but it's never explained what that is that's killing them. Like, is it really like the power of God? Like, that's just so massive and extreme that like the human mind cannot comprehend what it's even looking at. And that's why everybody mm-hmm. like explodes. Um, I like that. I like that. It's not explained. Like, it's just it like, cause some things we just were not meant to, to tamper with. And that's what, yeah. that's what we've been warned the whole time. <laughs> um, so like mm-hmm. it, it, it ties it, it ties back to that. It's, it's such, it's a great, way to end off a story like that to end off this kind of adventure story yeah i guess like go or yeah if we're around the end i also want to uh, it I, I find it yeah obviously after that like the way it ends where it's like the i think the uh ending where they're putting it away in the warehouse is also like to, it feels mm, like yeah i'm really curious to like what he was going with like because like obviously like yeah it's like Everything about that kind of shifts off from where the rest of the movie is going. Like, mm-hmm. I, like I guess, like atmosphere-wise, and like as far as like, yeah, it's a. I guess he takes more creative liberties. Like that's like a little less of the known. Mm-hmm. I you can assume that like the United States government has a warehouse, but like, yeah, you don't. But yeah, you don't like all the unknowns are like what's in this warehouse. Like it's taking a lot more like fantastic i guess it's a little more fantastical unless it isn't more fantastical and obviously yeah they're gonna revisit that room in crystal skull yeah i mean but um, i think yeah it's, if you go ahead i was just gonna say i think what that scene is saying is essentially a similar uh thing is like you know the power of god coming out of the arc generally because it's just like because like they're just like oh congratulations mr dr jones he's like what we want we want to study the arc and he's and the government guy's just like, Oh, don't worry, we have top men dealing with it. And he's like, Who? And it's yeah. like top, top men. men. So <laughs> you're just like, Okay, like this is beyond this is beyond our uh pay. Like we we gen- right. we generally we genuinely cannot can never understand. So it's like, well, mm-hmm. I guess that's the end of this adventure, you know, like that we've gone as far as we can go realistically. So yeah. I, I think that's like I mean, it's, I it, it could just a, be a convenient way to wrap up the story. That yeah, too. That too. You know what? Yeah. It feels a little different. Yeah. It's, it, it could be many things. It could be <laughs> one thing. The movie doesn't really, uh, you know, stay within that. Like it actually, it, it just, mm-hmm. it, it ends where it ends. And I feel like that's as good as we're going to get with it. And I, and yeah. I like that. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Do you have, have anything last minute you want to say? I have one thing I want to yeah. mention. I also want to discuss like, I, I, it's, it's kind of a popular thread to like, I felt this way for a long time at like Last Crusade is, or I, I'll go ahead and mention it here. Yeah. Like Last Crusade is a favorite film. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, it's usually between either Raiders or Last Crusade. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's 
because I I think that Raiders is definitely the better film. It's just tough because like everything is so like everything in this film is so iconic that it almost yes. comes cliche to the point where I do appreciate the more like the less appreciated stuff in Last Crusade to the point where I do like that film more. Yeah. Where it's like everyone, like every scene, yeah, just every scene in this movie is so iconic that it doesn't mm. really feel like special. <laughs> almost. It almost doesn't feel special that you're watching it. I mean, I I still I, feel that special feeling when watching I I, I, I do. I'm just saying yeah. like, I, it, not to the same degree that like Last Crusade, sure. which I don't think sure. probably isn't as good of a film, but just because it's more... It's not quite like the the stuff in it feels a little more like not like over referenced. Sure. To the point where it feels more special, I guess. Yeah. yeah. No, I totally get that. I agree. I think Raiders I think Raiders is definitely the more iconic one. And I feel like that's both a blessing and a curse for Raiders, because it's like, oh, it's so mm. iconic that you're just like, well, what can I really criticize without feeling blasphemous, you know? Like, uh-huh. which I feel like there are small things, but even those small things don't really bother me. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like this movie's just so good. Like, there's a reason, I mean, there's a reason it's so iconic. It's because, like, yeah. because these things really, really work. Like, they don't, they didn't just become iconic on accident. Like, there's a reason, like, the scene of Indiana Jones about to fight a swordsman and he just shoots him is so iconic. There's a reason why the boulder scene is so iconic. There's a reason why the face-melting scene is so iconic. It's because those scenes are so good. Um, So, yeah, no, but I agree. I think it is a bit... Uh, it, it, it is... A it's bit, no fault of its own. Of course obviously, not. Of course not. Yeah. Yes. It, I just... I, I just say from, like, personal, like... Yes. Personal responses to it, I think people do tend to, at least people on like film Twitter and whatnot, tend to appreciate Last Crusade more because mm. it does feel more, like it feels more special to them. Yeah, I'll get into more of my thoughts on Last Crusade when we get to it. But mm-hmm. to wrap up my thoughts on Raiders, well, first I just want to mention, I when you watched Raiders, did you uh, see the um, the coat hanger gag in the movie? Where like. Uh, um, Major Tote is like whipping out this like what do you think are like, oh, yeah, nunchucks yeah, yeah. and then he like folds it and just makes it into a coat hanger yeah it gets me every I forget every it's, time that that's gonna happen it's yeah, so I, good I, I just wanted yeah. to shout that gag out I love it so much it's so funny that that's one that is underappreciated that's yeah. one that you won't see referenced yeah. other places yeah but I but the, you know what exactly exactly what you said I keep forgetting that that's a scene in the movie like but that's what makes the movie so good is like yes you have those iconic bits that are uh parodied mm-hmm. to death but you also have the stuff that you forget about that you can rediscover when you rewatch it every time and can still appreciate it like that's the thing with this movie yes it's it's iconic it's been uh parodied to death and it's up there as one of the most famous movies in film history but yet you can still go in um having seen it a million times like I have, but still find things to appreciate and still things to love about it. And so Mm -hmm. even though it's not my favorite of the Indiana Jones movies, I'll get to last crusade. I still love it with all my heart. It is one of my absolute favorite movies of all time as is, you know, as it is for a lot of people. So I love it a lot. That's, that's all I have to say about it. Um, So, yeah. It's really, really good. <laughs> surprise, yeah. surprise. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll give this one more shout out to us. I, it's really cool that um, I, I I need some. I need to review the names. The yeah, the guy with the uh, 
the Nazi with the glasses and the like is always dressed in black. Like, I think tot. it's really cool that they yeah yeah they that the the reveal that like it, the dial was scalded into his hand. That's really clever. Yeah, I, I really appreciate that. That's a good that's a good shot. How he just approaches the camera, he's just yeah. like hey Hitler, and you're just like whoa, it, it, it's burned into <laughs> his hand. <laughs> yeah, it's great, great stuff. Yeah. All right, do you want to move on to Temple of Doom? Sure. All right. Uh, let's talk about everybody's favorite Indiana Jones movie. No, yeah. nobody dislikes this one. Everybody loves this one. It's it's Temple of Doom. The, the <laughs> uh, I'll I'll start things off with uh, Temple right. of Doom. I I I understand this one was a little controversial in its day, in that people were really weirded out by it. They were just like. This isn't Raiders. What the hell is this? You know, George Lucas was going through a divorce, so he wrote this like really yeah. dark and depressing movie. Um, and Spielberg famously just did had no to, little to no interest in it. He still did a good job in like directing Absolutely. it. Um, but like he clearly didn't have as much passion for it as he did for something like Raiders or Last Crusade or whatever. Um, despite all of those things. I really like this. I think Temple mm-hmm. of Doom is really, really fun. Um, it is a bit ridiculous and super dark, but that's why I like it. Obviously, out of the original three, I think it absolutely is the weakest, but yeah, I just think it's really fun. I really do. Um, but yeah, you you talk about it. What do you think of Temple of Doom? Um, I, I think this would be a good... Um, point to mention that uh how i watched through these this time around was mm. i went through i decided to i'm i've heard it recommended before to watch them in like the canon order so like the based on like when they happened within canon so like temple of doom happened in 35 36 for raiders and 38 for last crusade mm-hmm. so when i watched them in order this time obviously i've watched them plenty of times before so it's not that nuanced of experience for me but like I watched Temple of Doom first, and it's first of all, like, as far as, like, introducing a character, introducing, like, a franchise, not the best, like, <laughs> obviously it was not designed to do that, and it doesn't do the best job of it. Sure, sure. But it is, like, as far as, like, Indy's character arc, you can understand, you see that, like, he is younger, he's a little more, like, brash and, like, violent and, like, not as, quite as, um... Like, yeah, he's not quite as motivated to do the right thing or be uh, value human life. Like, yeah, he's like he's threatening um, the Willie. He like, yeah, is like stabbing Willie with a fork to get what he wants. Um, That's a good point. Yeah. And, yeah, and you can like I credit to like Lucas or whoever else was writing this. So, like, yeah, they do have a um, they do account for like Indy's character of this being a little younger for him. Mm-hmm. And I think that's cool. Um. I also think that, like, like connecting point, I do think as far... It doesn't really do anything for Last Crusade that's still, like, the last one you watch. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess there's a little more... Like, yeah, I didn't really feel anything different there, but it is cool, like, once you get in the Raiders. Like, the opening scene is, like, just an excellent... Yeah, I'm going to be giving Raiders more praise here. But, like, the opening scene of Raiders introducing a character... You can't do better than that. Just like, yeah, the following the silhouette around and then you find you're like, yeah, someone pulls a gun on him. You whip. And of course, yeah, like immediately like reveal the whip and then his face. Yeah, reveal the whip and then face immediately. You can't introduce a character better than that. Mm-hmm. But I do think it's also cool that 
like given that we know like we get to experience Indy through this and more like baseline, like we don't really see his it, it adds more to the world building of Raiders that you kind of get the slow burn of learning about Indy in this one. And then like you get to see like him on university and doing his teaching job like it's revealed in the next movie. And that's kind of cool. Yeah. Outside of that, like there's not a ton, but I thought the the world building aspect was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So that's just my little aside about watching it that way. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Because um, yeah, this does like provide a different angle of like. Oh yeah, totally. Indy's just like out on his own, kind of, and we don't really know what's like. Yeah, he's got. We get the experience, like yeah, like what's he doing when he's out on his own, like securing funding for yeah, like getting random stuff, and like, we saw that in the beginning of the first one, but yeah, this is like a little more standalone and like a lot more like the uh, the dangers of like. Oh yeah, he'll he'll trade one priceless artifact for another priceless artifact and whatnot. Like mm-hmm. yeah, he's got to like make money to support himself or whatever. Yeah, I think that's one thing that I love about Temple of Doom is it's it really is trying to be its own thing. Um, mm-hmm. and I appreciate that in a series like Indiana Jones, like you know, with something like Star Wars or Terminator, like you want your sequels to kind of uh kind of tie in with the grander plot whereas like something like indiana jones there is no grander plot like it's like the point of the series is like these are little adventures that this guy goes on and so the sequel has literally nothing to do with the previous movie so temple of doom obviously they start off with it being a prequel so it happens before raiders um mm-hmm. but also there's no nazis the there's no f- characters from the first one except for indy like there's no marcus there's no right. sala there's no uh marion um you know we have entirely new characters to go off of and yeah there's no university like so it's it's really doing its damnedest to just show you that this is a serial serialized franchise or at least it was trying to be at one point where it's like, okay, we don't, yeah. we don't need to retread the same things that Raiders did. We can do our own thing. Obviously, audiences didn't really like that back in the day, and for yeah. years, people have been saying like, that's why. Again, not to say that this is like you know the Spider-Man three of, uh, <laughs> well, I mean, I guess it kind of is because it, it's a it's a movie from a trilogy that people really like, but they don't really like the movie, but then they kind of learn to love it, but. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not saying Temple of Doom was like, uh, let's say, you know, Alien Resurrection. I don't know. It's just a sequel I just pulled out of my ass. Like, the, the, like nobody really likes. Like, I think Temple of Doom has its fans, clearly. But clearly it was not the major hit that Raiders was. It was not the juggernaut yeah. that Raiders was. And so that's why Last Crusade has a little bit more similarities to Raiders. But again, we'll get to that. Um, mm-hmm. Uh. I really do like the how amped up the pulpiness of this movie is, though. Like, because people say it's mm-hmm. the darker sequel, and it is, but it is also a lot goofier too. Like, especially right. in that it, opening, it's a weird. <laughs> like, especially that opening where like yeah, Willie I... Scott's like performing like this big number. You're just like, right. whoa! <laughs> I, lo- it's, I like it's, that. It makes no sense. I love it. Yeah. yeah, I love that shit. I love it's, campy, it's classy shit. Hell. Yeah, classy. Yeah, it's really funny, and I love the the quips that Willie has where she's just like, Oh, this, the got this guy's really small. Like when it's just the ashes of like this former King of, of China yeah. or like, you know, and then like when they're like fighting in the, uh, when they eventually break out a fight and they're like fighting, uh, well, first of all, when Indy 
shish kebabs a guy <laughs> and then like, right yeah and yeah. then they start like this whole brawl in this <laughs> dance club and like the band is playing music <laughs> like that's yeah. funny like and that's the thing like this movie has a lot of really funny moments um yeah which again might be a little weird for some people but mm-hmm. because i'm a weird guy yeah, yeah and it's the, the like tonal it. weirdness of it yes. yeah we'll continue yes. to get a, yeah it's like again go in the opener like one of the best yeah one of my favorite moments of the movie is what yeah like and you get, they get on the plane and he says, nice try, Lao Che. And then he closes the door and it has Lao Che's <laughs> name on the door. It's so <laughs> that good. Is so well done. So well done. So well done. Yeah, it's so funny. Um, and yeah, I do. But I do understand when people say this is darker because then you start getting into like the thuggy uh Indian gang that's like right, this, yeah, this like Indi- a cult and child slavery. Yeah, this child and- slavery <laughs> Indian cult that's like death cult. Like, yeah, that's when it starts to get a lot darker. And you have, mm-hmm. uh, you have Mola Ram who like sticks his hand in a dude's chest and pulls out his beating right. heart and lights it on fire. Like that's that shit is intense. Like, yeah, and it is. Um, I'm glad it's in a PG movie because it really shows that like you know a kids movie does not need to be sanitized but this isn't a kids movie like it's a movie for all ages it's just suggested that it's parental guidance like that's what pg is like pg one thing that has always bugged me about rating systems is that like people assume a rating means kids and or adults or like uh teenagers it's like no Uh g stands for general pg stands for parental guidance suggested you know you know, ev- general. everybody's different. Everybody is different. You know, you can be 10 years old and you could watch Raiders of the Lost Ark and piss your pants in fear. Or you can be like, mm-hmm. this is awesome. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, that's like ratings are not supposed to be set in stone rules that you follow. They're supposed to be guidelines th- to suggest. But you as a parent need to, you know, be a parent and make those decisions yourself. But, you know. <laughs> Right. As is tradition, that's just not how it works. And obviously because this movie caused the PG thirteen caused the PG thirteen rating to exist, you know, that kind of just made things a lot more complicated. So now we're just like, oh, eh. PG means frozen and inside out. It's just like but also Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's like, what is this? Anyway. Well you can under kinda of understand like yeah, like the pre and post Sure. Uh, PG PG thirteen like I like honestly yeah like yeah Jaws is PG I'm pretty sure <laughs> yeah Jaws is PG I was terrified of Jaws well not yeah, terrified oh gosh, but yeah. like you want to talk about this being PG yeah <laughs> this, fucking Jaws being PG yeah exactly but here's the thing I I like the dark stuff I like dark uh, movies like this because I like when yeah. movies are able to like you know take chances so like as messed up as that sounds I like the constant killing I like the human sacrifices i like the child slavery yeah you can quote me on that (laughs) it's like but it's like Uh i like it because you know it's an obstacle for indie to overtake and i feel like it is kind of cheesy in that you know because it's just like oh child slavery in these minds like how utterly ridiculous that indiana jones is fighting these people like that just shows you how evil these villains are they're like oh we're using child slavery oh we're sacrificing humans into this fire pit you know we're lowering them down in this cage we're ripping dudes hearts out and setting them on fire it's like it's dark but like comically dark as well you know what i'm trying to say yeah um 
Yeah, I, I, I most of the time I think that works. I think other mm-hmm. it does just it, it is weird that yeah, I just have all these kids. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's weird. Like it is like points where it does feel kind of like obviously yeah, like Willie's character does feel like like the, she has her good moments, and other times it just feels really childish mm-hmm. and like yes, kind of embarrassing. Yes, and yeah, it can be like the same way with like the kids and whatnot. Yes, like, like yeah. Like yeah, the the voodoo doll can kind of, it kind of varies back and forth between feeling like okay, this is kind of neat, and sometimes it feels that like kind of ridiculous. Yeah, it's um, it's leaning yeah, it, it's it's leaning more into the pulpy angle that these yeah. that these movies are trying to pay homage to. But like correct, but that's the thing is like what made Raiders work is that it was an homage to these things. Whereas like Temple of Doom, they're going a little further and just being those cheesy adventure serials. It's like okay. Yeah you're you're being too literal now like like <laughs> indiana jones was not meant to be an adventure serial it was meant to be an homage to adventure serials but i still like that like i think it's funny yeah, i like i love how funny and just how like how nuts this movie is because it's so yeah. dark and uh comically goofy at times like i like that you know yeah i'll say i, I don't think that like yeah as much as the writing might be a little off but yeah it doesn't feel like it's an assassination of Indiana Jones character at all. Like, no. Yeah, it's, it feels like an Indiana Jones movie. Yeah. Like, it doesn't... It it feels like an Indiana Jones movie. It's just going a little too far. But it never goes... Right. It never it never loses... It, it never loses what Indiana Jones is about. It just gets a little yeah. distracted at times, is the thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, let's talk about Willie. I feel like we have to talk about yeah, Willie like- Scott. Um, another hot take... And I know I've gone on record saying I don't like her in previous in previous video. I did do an Indiana Jones video a couple of years back where I said I didn't like Willie Scott. Uh-huh. She's kind of grown on me. I I think the more times I've watched her, I've definitely learned to appreciate what they were going for with her of mm-hmm. being this really annoying damsel in distress who is the complete opposite of Marion Ravenwood. Um, yeah, I like that she's not like just another. Marion Ravenwood. I like that she's just mm-hmm. this goofball who just has no idea what the fuck she's doing. Obviously, obviously, it is a case of maybe it wasn't done the best. Like, obviously, George didn't really do a good job at writing this character that he was trying to make a parody. So I understand why uh-huh. people still didn't like it because it's like, oh, she's supposed to be annoying. It's like, okay, well, she's. She's still annoying, whether or not it's intentional. If or anyone not. can write a good woman character, it's a man going through a divorce. <laughs> uh, exactly, exactly, exactly. No, it, so I understand why it doesn't work and why people have famously said Willie Scott is one of the most annoying characters. I understand completely where they're coming from. I think it is just a case of I'm used to it at this point, so I don't really mind and I don't really mind her anymore. Like I've kind of gotten over yeah. the initial annoyance. It's like Jar Jar Binks and Phantom Menace. It's like yes, he's annoying, but like I'm kind of over his annoyance right now because I've seen him so mm-hmm. many times that I'm just kind of used to it at this point. Where like I, I think that's a little extreme, mm-hmm. uh, but I definitely see where you're coming from. Sure, sure. Yeah, I. I uh, <laughs> I, I wrote down in my notes that yeah I I, wrote, I don't hate Willie is what I wrote in my notes that's kind of yeah like yeah. I she definitely gets annoying me I don't sure I think people overdo it a little bit sure I I think it's it's like yeah people like this is like the least popular of the uh, original trilogy and yeah I think it has the most iconic side characters yeah that's very true what, like yeah like we'll get the short round later but yeah like yeah I love short round like 
Well, he's kind of iconic for how much people don't like her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was like, yeah, this is like it sticks in people's minds. I agree. No, yeah, let's talk about Short Round then, because <laughs> I agree. I think Short Round is one of the best side characters in indie in an indie movie. Oh yeah, like you'd think with George Lucas and child characters, it wouldn't work because, well, again, Phantom Menace. Um, yeah, <laughs> but like it works, like because Short Round actually does things in this movie like you know and he's just like short round do this he does it when like you know because he knows how to drive a car he knows how he knows what how to punch a guy and how to fight people it's like it's obviously not very realistic but again this is a movie about an indian death cult where a dude gets his heart ripped out and set on fire and he's still alive to see it happen like I'm not asking for realism in these Indiana Jones movies at all. So mm. I can buy a kid driving a car. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, he's really, I, and I like his relationship with Indy. Like, you know, yeah. I buy him as more of a son to Indiana Jones than I do Mutt. Um, just because I like their relationship. Ooh, yeah, yeah. And I like, I like how, you know, people have pointed out. And as we said, like, yes, George Lucas was going through a divorce. I like someone pointed out like this is the perfect divorce movie because it's about a dad and his son like going on an adventure and their bitch of a wife is like slash mom is like (laughs) just being this weirdo in the background and they're just like having this fun adventure it's like yeah that that's a perfect this is the perfect metaphor um but yeah no i really do like short round and i think he does I think I think when it comes to kid side characters, Short Round is one of the better ones for sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and and yeah, sh- I think shout out to Quan too. Sh- like, shout out to Quan. It's so much charisma. Yeah, yeah, it has so much charisma. It's just he, he's just a joy to watch. He's just so happy. Like, yeah. I, I, he's not always happy, but yeah, he's got like, so much charisma. And, yeah. Like, energy to it totally, it's great he's, totally he's, he's, and i'm he's so yeah, super fun to watch i'm not just going back and saying i like short round because we're in the kihu kwan sweep currently but like yeah on, but no i do think you know you, it is a performance you start to appreciate more as you've gotten used to it and you're just like okay i now know what they were going for with this character and yeah kihu kwan like so good he's so good at being this like really ecstatic child character um yeah he's really fun to watch he is better than willie i i i will i will attest to that i don't i i probably pissed off some people by saying i don't mind willie i will say i prefer short round um yes um yeah can we talk about that minecart chase scene like it oh yeah, yeah it's so good it is so good is it better than the minecart chase scene in open season scared silly? <laughs> Debatable. Um, mm. <laughs> kind of hard That's to a say. Tough one. But I will say it's pretty good. <laughs> um, which I found out recently that like it, there's like so like some of it is stop motion. Like I kind of figured like yeah. some of it was modeling and like you know you had like scenes of like going you know like model trains or something like that. But like some of it is stop motion, which I never knew. Like looking yeah. at it, like I guess I can see, but like I'm still fooled by it. Like I'm just like, no, that's Harrison Ford. They they shrunk him down and put him in a minecart in the the, the, the tiny yeah. thing. They didn't do any stop motion. It's like it's really good stop motion if it's stop if some of it's stop motion. Like I I genuinely would never have known. Like it's that convincing, you know? Right. And like yeah, there's definitely like weaker parts of like there's some weaker effects in this movie. Yeah, the minecarts are not it. Like, no, yeah. It's, the, so you good. do not notice the short like the uh they I, I, it's not they're not shortcuts but yeah they're like little like 
But the little effects they do to like, yeah, where it's like not practical to do stunt work. Like, I yeah, mean, yeah, you don't notice it. Yeah, like you don't know. It's just really impressive. It's so impressive. I'm so impressed by it. I love, I love everything about the mine car chasing and how it leads up yeah. to the bridge. It's, it's very good. Very, very. Good. Yeah, I just want to say, like, I feel like of the original three, like the, the stunt work in this is probably my favorite of the three. Like, I think mm. it's the best work that, like, even if Spielberg wasn't super into this i think yeah the stunt work is again there's some bad effects but for the most part like stuff like this the bridge scene um and yeah it's like the the cult room and everything like it's i think it's yeah the best of the franchise well that's the other thing or, yeah like, even the opening scene yeah yeah like, the bridge scene all... like the bridge scene especially i learned that like oh those are dummies that fall off the bridge like yeah. when they exploded it's like I, really like i most of the dummy the falling scenes are good like y'all you know, like some of them aren't as. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna say like yeah the um, what's the the cult leader? Uh, yeah, Marlon Ram. He, like his, his death sure. is one of the weakest of the franchise. Like, yeah. That's, yeah, the effects for him are not very good, and the the cuts the gators are very cheesy. I think it's funny. Uh, like, that, yeah, like, it's a, I, I think it's funny, but also like yeah, you could have done better. I think it's funny when he's falling down and like his head scrapes against the cliff, and like you see red. Uh-huh. And it's just like, well, his head was already red, so like <laughs> you, you can't really tell, can you? Um, yeah, yeah, and then obviously you just see scenes of gators like chewing up like fabric clothes clothes. it's like oh how convincing (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh it's yeah yeah no i agree like there's some angle like the bridge scene like when it actually like collapses is flawless like i was convinced so hard that like that looked real but then like Mm -hmm. you know obviously there's obvious green screen effects where like guys like fall down and obviously it's a set in the green screen you're just like oh okay (laughs) but (laughs) <laughs> Look, I can forgive it because I think it's charming. I, I'm charmed by the old green screen effects of the 80s. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, let's say, like, yeah, like, yeah, compare, like, I don't know, like, one that's bothering me recently is definitely, like, the speeder bike chase and, like, Return of the Jedi, but, like, mm. I didn't notice it as a kid, so, like, yeah. I, I, uh, I like the speeder bike uh, race chasing and return of the jedi because i like the oh no, that's cool it's cool it's yeah. just like the green screen's kind of no the green screen looking. is obviously really bad and i but like i like yeah. the idea of like some guy just walked through the woods in like in like the redwood redwood forest in california uh-huh. and then they just sped up the, the footage like that's how they got <laughs> i it. didn't know that that's yeah funny. no that's what they did like i think <laughs> i didn't know that's but funny. i think I, I think that's really cool i think it's really cool yeah that's cool when an, when an effect is poor but you understand how they made it and you can appreciate yeah. how they made it so like you don't really mind um yeah whereas like here it's like yeah some of the green screen you're just like okay they just put a green screen there it's like eh. yeah whatever whatever i think it's charming looking i'm fine with it um mm-hmm. yeah um i don't know if there's really much else i can say about temple of doom i just think it's really goofy and comically dark and i'm okay with that obviously i like the other two more when it comes to this original trilogy but i still really like mm-hmm. it um for what it does you know mm-hmm. yeah I think I also noticed that um I, I know, yeah, I make another uh comparison to Star Wars. I think it's interesting. Like obviously one of the more um noticeable iconic or one of the more good changes to uh the people like to talk about in uh A New Hope is when they have like when um 
Han Solo is chasing the stormtroopers, and then they just turn the original one. They just turn around and start shooting back after, like he chased them for a while. Mm. And then um, Lucas changes it in the special edition, so there's a big room of stormtroopers he runs into, and then they start firing back. Mm. I think you'll note. I what I notice in this though is that Lucas learned from it in Temple of Doom because you'll have when he's chasing the. Um, <laughs> He's chasing that when he he gets the um he's fighting the guys with the swords like initially like yeah they have the gag where like he goes for the gun again and oh that's he doesn't have the gun that's a brilliant call that's just that's great yeah um then like once he gets a store sword and he starts chasing them when he gets to he gets to a gap again where he runs into a large crew of the bad guys with swords and he has to start running it like it's very similar to the New Hope gag but again like it's yeah makes more practical sense than yeah the original what he originally did and. A New Hope, and so I feel like that's something where he initially learned from it. That's yeah. where he did it again with the special edition. What I like about that scene in Temple is just like how he's like screaming, and then like he goes up to the camera, and it's playing like da 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 da, and then he like runs away, and like so it doesn't finish. Yeah, it, and that's when like you start seeing the guys. So like it, it's a surprise right. for the audience. Like it's a good way. That's that's a good gag. Yeah, it's filmed brilliantly. I love that. To bring up the last thing, actually, to bring up the uh, whole gun thing. Um, it's funny to us as the audience because he's because he like chuckles. He's like, eh, I don't have a gun like la- like I did last time. But then you remember this is a prequel. This is before this yeah. is before Raiders. So like, I mean, I guess it still works because he's just like, oh, I didn't have one this time. But then in Raiders, he did. But like, right. I think it. he learned. <laughs> yeah, he learned. Whereas like here, but like here, it's funny to us because it's like, oh, it'll be- play like last time. No, it didn't. So, right. You know what? I was going to try and critique that, but like, I think no matter what, it works. So, yeah. <laughs> you know what? I it, it, it's it's fan servicey, but <laughs> sure, I appreciate it. But it's but it's, but it's but it's clever fan service. Like, yeah. it, it's not a detriment to the story. Like, it actually, you know, it's just a quick little thing for the audience to laugh at. Um, which, which I did. I think it's very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, couple more campy things that I, you'll notice yeah, sure. on the. I like the on the voodoo doll. Like they have. <laughs> Like they, they even have like his the little whip on the voodoo doll. Yeah, they have the little hat, the little whip. It, it, like. it, 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 it looks like a little like a, it basically just looks like a toy. Yeah, that's funny. Like they put a lot of care and effort into making this voodoo doll with a hat. That's and a how whip. You, that's how you know that like that's how the the voodoo spirits know that that's Indiana Jones is they have the little yeah. hat and the little whip. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's funny. Um. Yeah, I do like yeah, I like a couple more things with Willie before we uh um I do like the I like the uh, gag where she has the um Yeah, they have like the recurring like elephant trunk ga- um mm. that keeps getting on her and then they have the snake that falls on her and she throws it off because he thinks it's the elephant trunk. I like I, I like that, that she's like the scaredy pants and then like the one time uh the one oh, yeah, thing yeah, she's Jones, not scared of is the one thing is Jones snake, is scared yeah. of is like the snake. She's and not because like, she because she doesn't know that he doesn't. That's yeah, true she too. Know that's a snake. That's, that's true like, too. But that, it's, it's played well. It's played very well. I love that. I love the the and then the um the 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 waiting game where they're all they're mm. both waiting for the other to. <laughs> I think that's also played pretty well. Yeah, how she, how he like busts in to make sure there's no they're not there's not a thug in her room and she's right. just like yeah, Indy. Like, yeah, this the sexual tech. <laughs> The sexual tension scene is done well. It's it's so funny. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> well, please be gentle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Um 
Yeah, is there anything else? Uh, yeah, I think about got about everything I wanted to talk about. Very great. Yeah, Temple of Doom. It's not the best, but not, I wouldn't say it's as bad yeah, as I, people I, say I do. it is. Is yeah, like the the overarching arc theme is like like they said is like the the fame and glory. I think again, like it's it's a nice little like I guess like appetizer to like mm. what they um like the arc you get in Raiders. Like it's sure. not like it's not impeding on what he develops in Raiders, but like it's not it is yeah. It's kind of just like its own like since it's a prequel, you don't want to do too much. But yeah, it's like you do get a good arc out of it, and yeah, like the, it is a nice ending where yeah, like they get. All the ki- the ki- all the kids come home. It's a nice scene. Yeah, and yeah, it's, you, you appreciate it. I agree. I wholeheartedly agree. All right, you want to move on to Last Crusade? Crusade. All right. Well, Indiana Jones number three, The Last Crusade. Um, I'm just gonna say it. I really do believe this is my favorite Indiana Jones movie. I am a I'm a hardcore Last Crusade fan. I I gotta say it. Even though I grew up watching Raiders, I've been converted to Last Crusade, um, wholeheartedly. <laughs> um, but Ben, what'd you think of Last Crusade? Like I said, I'm I've always been a huge fan. Like yeah, it's like, it's hard for me to say which one's my favorite. Mm. Like it, it, again, they're both. This one it definitely has like it's. I'll say like the stunt work isn't quite as aggressive as the first two, mm-hmm. and like that's why I say is like kind of the uh, downside. But yeah, the, I I love the humor. I love they brought in Sean Connery. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like yeah, like, that. It's a really it's a really fun movie. They got a lot of great gags in it. I think that's what I really appreciate. And this, the stunt work's still good too. And yeah, you see like. Indy has developed like Indy isn't the same character he was in Raiders. Like you see, like the 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 character is different, um, and they do still have an arc in it. But yeah, it's, it's I, I guess they don't literally have or no, the arc is in this one. It's in a picture. Yeah, there's a yeah they passed uh, by the cave painting. Pun there. I, that wasn't what I I say that he has a character arc, and sure. I decided to make a pun, and then I realized <laughs> that, well, it didn't really work. Uh, <laughs> Uh, that's but no, it's a yeah, it's a, it's definitely it's a really it's got a lot of great gags. The characters are fun, and yeah, I, I really appreciate it. It's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, it definitely feels like Indiana Jones. It feels like the natural progression you would go to after something like Temple of Doom not really working. Um, yeah, which obviously again, Temple of Doom, it wasn't like a mega you know disaster. Like I don't think people truly despise it on the same level as something like i don't know the prequels or like other big bombs you know like right it was a well enough success but it wasn't gangbusters like raiders was and so when they went to do last crusade one thing you'll notice and i especially noticed this like one of the times i was re-watching last crusade i'm like there is a lot of similarities to raiders you know down yeah. to like the very opening where like they have the text be the exact same as the as the text in Raiders when it's like you know it's like the black with like the white outline um mm-hmm. it it's exactly like uh Raiders but yeah. and then obviously, yeah, obviously they went back to the Nazis yeah they have obviously. the Nazis again they have uh they have a scene of Indy at the university they brought back Marcus Brody and Sala mm-hmm. so like they're bringing back, and obviously the Holy Grail, it's another religious artifact, like the Ark of the Covenant. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so like you have all these similarities to Raiders. Now, if any other director took on this movie with all these similarities as the previous one, 
it would suck. It would be a rehash. It would be awful. But guess what? They brought back Spielberg, a guy who understands how to do these things well. And so mm-hmm. we get this movie that, yes, does feel a little similar to Raiders, but in a way that feels like an evolution of the things that were done in mm-hmm. Raiders. Like, um, and in a sense, it's not just, you know, you know how I was saying like Temple of Doom felt like it was getting a little too literal in being an adventure serial. Like yeah. this one pulls it back to being where Raiders was with the pulpiness, but like it also kind of, in, it kind of uses the, um, things that a Hollywood movie would do with like narrative character arcs and like having a little more emphasis on the emotional and dramatic arcs for these characters, you know, Uh Raiders say what you will is not a terribly complex movie. This one I feel like does have that complexity in its emotional moments and dramatic depth. Like Indiana Jones is not just the cool suave Indiana Jones that we knew in Raiders He's kind of an emotional wreck with his father because he's just like, dad, you were never there for me. Like, what the hell? You know, And but also yeah. he's going on an adventure to find a relic that essentially ruined his relationship with his father. Like, the Holy Grail mm-hmm. is something that his dad was obsessed with more so than he was obsessed than he was being a father to his son. And so this Holy Grail is kind of a sore spot for Indy. But like, you know, that's just what makes it so brilliant and him going on this adventure to find this relic to then kind of uh, close these holes in their relationship. It's it's really cool. Um, uh, you you talk <laughs> about something because yeah. I'll just, I think I'll just it's go inter- on a like, whole rant. It's interesting to like see reviews like from back then where people actually were like critical of the fact that it did have like a character arc and like emotional moments and whatnot. I think that's interesting. Yeah. That people didn't want the, uh, well, cause here's the thing. They did just want the serialized. Well, cause here's the thing. It's like, I could agree to that if the character arc wasn't good. Like if right. they half asked the character arc in India, it's like, yeah, of course I wouldn't want to see that. But like, because it's a good character arc and you actually buy this for this character, it's like, okay, I don't mind that. Like, yeah, it's not the serialized tough guy, but like, it's still a good character. Like, I like that Indy is kind of a, <laughs> he, he gets really annoyed with his father just like mucking about. Yeah. Like, it, gef- it genuinely shows his human side. Like, again, if these weren't, if this wasn't a good character arc, I would agree to that. It's just like, yeah. Yeah, I it's, a, it's, a, it's a great job of like, this, this is how you like, you, movies can, or yeah, get like, caught up in like sequels and whatnot of like having to that a lot of writers don't understand how to like develop a character already after they've already had an arc and some of them like just retread the same one from the first one or just like introduce something completely out of nowhere this sure. feels like a this picks up for where he was at the end of raiders sure. and i think really like it does a good job of like introducing a new dilemma because like it's not he's not really interested in like per, the rail's not something he's really interested in pursuing. He's kind of like reluctant the entire time. But they have they if movie finds good ways of external, I guess yeah, external motivations that like create that con- like that create the conflict. Like yeah, he has to go. Obviously yeah, they introduce his dad. They introduce that um, and like yeah, they introduce that yeah, he's fighting the Nazis in the end and whatnot, mm-hmm. and like having like all these different 
thing is that, yeah, he's like, yeah, you understand, like, yeah, he's ha- he still has, he absolutely still has, like, all the um, same developments from the last one where, yeah, like, he has, like, that more humility, and you have, like, the scene where he, with, um, um, what's her, is her name, Lee, what's her name? The, the, uh, the, the Nazi lady? Female? Yeah, Dr. Elsa yeah. Schneider. Elsa, yeah, Schneider. Like, I like the uh, scene where they, like, is, like, she says something along the lines of, like, like I'd do anything for the grill or something, you would have done the same. And he says, "I'm sorry you feel that way." Yeah, I, I think that's just really cool. Like, oh. yeah, show like the development he's had. Like, he's so brilliant. Like they, they, yeah, they, they don't understand like where he's at, where he's grown, and like his, yeah, he has an appreciate. I also like jumping kind of the end, like the um, once you do get to the end though, where like it is right within his grasp, and he like feels that calling again to like risk everything for it, and like. Cause just because it's right there, and like having his father be the one that will say "let it go." Yeah, I, I, that's that's a really what great way to wrap it up. Oh, so good! Again, like I wouldn't care for these things if they weren't good, but that's the thing—they're mm-hmm. done so well that it's like, yeah, I have to yeah. love it. Like it's because it's done so well. Like they didn't have to do go this extra mile with these character moments, but they did, and that's what makes it so brilliant. Um, yeah, no, I agree, um, and. I guess we could, I guess I could also get into that. Just like, I mean, the idea of like Indiana Jones going after this grail that again is kind of been like a wedge between him and his father. You know, I like when he's um, going, like, I especially love the leap of faith scene, um, how it ties into that Mm -hmm. because it's like literally uh, it's the scene of like, you know, Indy has to then believe that like there is something beyond there because he's like you know he's been skeptical because he's just like you know he's seen his father do this stuff for years and he just doesn't really believe that it's there because Mm -hmm. it's driven him away from his father um but because you know that's one of the best scenes of how he has to just be like you know what like i need to put my faith into this because if i don't my father dies and all of this was for nothing like that's why like you know, he just has to be like, all right, you know what? Then I, I need to believe because it's, it, nothing is going to get accomplished if I don't. And so he takes that leap of faith and that's when you see like, oh, there was a bridge there the whole time, a, a bridge that just so happened to look like, you know, there was the, the exact rock formations on the cover, on the, on the angle that it was. It's like, oh, isn't that convenient? But it, you know what? Like it's, it's convenient, but it, it's, I am okay with it because it's, uh, you know, it, it really enhances the themes of the movie of, uh-huh. so like, I don't mind that. I don't mind that. It looks kind of ridiculous. Um, oh, but it's just so good. And yeah, like you said, how like it's his father who's essentially like, all right, you need to let go because again, yeah. the whole movie, like even when in, we meet, cause like, you know, we're, we're given, essentially we're told that Indy's father is like this. Um, because then we don't officially meet him until later in the movie. Um, well, I meet him in the in the intro, like yeah, yeah like that's the intro definitely reinforces that fact. Sure, like, yeah, you gotta count the twenty in Greek before you can. Sure, say you get you get this like kind of weirdo who's just like super obsessed with this thing, and he's like, I don't really care what you have to say, son. Um, but then, like when like Sean Connery is actually in the movie, like the way he acts mm-hmm. and how he's like talking about the Grail, and Indy's just like, "Ugh, you see, like nothing's changed." Um, mm-hmm. But then, like at the very end, he's just like, "Dad, I think I can reach this Grail," but like, it, like 
Henry jo- Henry Jones Sr. is just like, you know what? I don't – I've seen what ha- would happen like with the risks you're taking. It's not worth it. Let it go. Like the fact that he's yeah. the one telling him to let it go, like right. that's brilliant. I think that's also – yeah. I think that, again, that's not like – I think that's more of – like he's also having an arc. Like, yeah, he can kind of. Well, that's the thing. It's like, like they have they have the moment where Indiana Jones falls off. Like they think he's falling off the cliff with the tank, and like, yeah, I think that's like that's definitely a big changing moment for. Oh, it's him, a br- his dad. That's a brilliant I, scene. How like, yeah, Sean Connery's yeah. just like, oh, all I needed was five minutes to talk to him. It's like, yeah, he's like, yeah. like it's it's brilliant. Oh my god, it's so brilliant. Um, it, yeah, and I like that those are the characters that get the arcs and someone like Elsa doesn't. Like, yeah. that just shows you why she's the villain because it was her hubris that got the best of her. Um, she's like, I need to find this grail for fortune and glory. And then she mm-hmm. she's so obsessed with it that it's her ultimate undoing. And that's why she falls down into the mist. It's brilliant. Mm-hmm. So, so good. Um. But you don't you do feel kind of bad for her because it's like that. That's what I like about this uh, character is like, yes, yes, she is a Nazi. You're not really supposed to feel bad for her. But like you, uh-huh. you get little hints of that with like the scene of her. Well, first of all, I think it's brilliant that like, you know, she you think she's the in, the new indie girl, but like she's also the villain. Um, like that's a really great subversion. And I love the scene where it's revealed that like, oh no, I was a Nazi the whole time. You're just like, whoa, like it comes as a genuine surprise. Uh Um, but then you also do kind of feel bad for her because, you know, they go to that, they go to Berlin in that one scene and it's the book burning and she's mortified by the book burning because, well, even though she is a Nazi, she's German, she's working for Hitler. She's also a scientist. Like, so yeah, she's, 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 she's a scientist. She's an archeologist. Like she loves knowledge. So like it tears her inside that like she has, she's following this ideology that Mm. she doesn't necessarily kind of believe in because of, of what they do. Um, and I like that, you know, so it's not, she's not like this, like super, it's kind of a step up from Belloc in a sense, you know, and Bell Belloc and Raiders was this, um, archeologist, who clearly was not in it for Nazi glory. Like he was literally just yeah. doing it to, um, you know, he was just doing that it. means the end for the money, the fortune and glory. He's in it for the yeah. fortune and glory. He's just doing it because, you know, the Nazis were willing to pay him more than, I don't know, some other people were. So he's like, yeah, whatever. I don't really care. Well, I mean, the historical context, the Nazis were putting a ton of money in the historical, mm-hmm. like archaeology in yeah. general. Yeah. So that's where like, yeah, they, they attract all the archaeologists because of the money they put into exactly. it. Exactly. Whereas I feel like this goes a step further and actually makes her a little bit more sympathetic. You don't entirely mm. understand. You do understand. And you don't necessarily ultimately sympathize with her because she is, she's essentially putting her greed above everything else. And that's what what's her ultimate undoing is. But... You do feel a little bad because it goes that extra mile to show her a, to be a little sympathetic, just a little, you know. But also, like, that's partially because like, Indiana Jones wants her to be sympathetic. That's like, true. He wants the. I mean, yeah, because <laughs> he has he has an agenda there for her to be a good, for, for there to be a better person. They did sleep together, so I can understand yeah. it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it's I I genuinely thinks it's a, it's a fascinating character to put in Indi- in an Indiana Jones movie in a mainstream mm-hmm. American blockbuster for sure I think it's fascinating to see this kind of character um 
And just mm-hmm. one of one of the many 999 reasons I love this movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, uh, even just like the little things I love, um, like I love Indy walking into that spooky castle that has like a lightning strike, like it's a Scooby Doo movie. Yeah. And he just has like this Scottish accent. It's like that's, that's, that's such a good scene. I love it's, that. It's out of left field because you're just like you. I almost can't imagine Indiana Jones doing that. But like that's what makes it even more brilliant because yeah, it's out of left field, and it's still funny because you're just like, what the hell? I lo- it's poking fun at both of their wardrobes. Like it, yeah. you don't think about it, and then. They do it, and it makes perfect sense. Yeah, <laughs> they, and, the, and then the, the butler, wardrobe and then the butler's great. just like, "If you're a Scottish lord, then I'm Mickey Mouse. <laughs> I'm Mickey Mouse." <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Um, I love this. How rude! <laughs> how rude! <laughs> I love the scene when. How, no, how dare he? How dare That's he? What he how dare he? That's what he said. How dare he? I love the scene when they go to Berlin, and he's like caught up in like the group the crowd like trying to get hitler's autograph and he actually does get hitler's autograph <laughs> well, that's not what he wants it i know i didn't think he was like trying to i think it just happened because yeah, he just had the book with no, him no 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 yeah no it was genuinely like it, yeah. it was generally happenstance like he's trying to escape right. and then he gets to hitler and he's just like <laughs> that's that's a great and thing, then yeah. hitler just like takes the book and you're like oh shit he's taking the diary but because yeah. But it's just so funny because then he just assumes it's an autograph book and he just signs right. Adolf Hitler. And I love how childish his handwriting is. Like I'm pretty sure they uh-huh. like had like a letter spelled like they put the letter like backwards just to be like, I'm Adolf Hitler. I'm so stupid. Yeah. Like I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm reading too much into that. But I just thought that was. Fu- I just found Hitler's handwriting to be hilariously like childish. Is my point. Yeah. Like I think that's funny, and it is also funny that like Indiana Jones has an autograph from Hitler in, in his in his dad's diary like that, right <laughs> like that's just so funny um it, it's it's just a very cool scene i really like it yeah. um but speaking of funny marcus brody is really oh, yeah. funny in this movie like like i like that they brought him back but i also like that they made him like kind of this buffoonish character because you didn't really get that sense from him in raiders right like you definitely got this like weirdo museum guy like this weirdo dean of a college the the bookworm type yeah the bookworm bookworm exactly that's the word i'm trying to look trying to get to but you didn't you didn't really get like that bit of an extreme version of a bookworm whereas here you do But it's funny. Yeah. Like he's so funny. Oh yeah. I I love the the transition of Indy being like Marcus will blend yeah. in. You he, as far as I'm concerned, he's probably already got the grail. And then it hard cuts to him yeah. being like, excuse me, does anybody here speak English? <laughs> oh no water. No, thank you, dear. That they make love in there. It's like, oh, it's it's so funny. It's just everything he says is so funny. Got lost in his own museum. <laughs> got lost in his own museum. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to mention um, is the opening, how like it's essentially establishing all the things that Indiana Jones would become. And mm-hmm. the reason I bring that up is because I feel like I've seen that attempted in other movies, you know, like especially nowadays, we get a lot of like prequels and remakes yeah and reboots that feel the need to explain things about or characters. Just, yeah you know like uh where did harrison ford get his last name uh he's uh driving a, a ford pickup one time <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. And the German officer's like, oh, you're, you have no family. You're a Ford guy. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, yes. Um, here's a here's a pair of dice for your car. <laughs> Fuzzy dice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because like, and I feel like because you know you get the scene of him uh, falling into the snake pit. You get the scene of him with the whip and like whipping. Yeah. Like you get like the chin scratch because that explains his chin scratch. Because Harrison Ford has like an actual scar on his chin. Like you know that mm-hmm. explains it. Um, so like in any other movie this i feel like that kind of stuff would annoy me but i like it because Mm -hmm. it's a little tongue-in-cheek and how it approaches that um it doesn't i think it doesn't dwell on that yeah i think it's the big part they're like quick little scenes like it's quick he like he like whips a crack he like gets a little blood on his chin that's it like that's all you need yeah he falls into the snake pit that's it that's all you need um you know like i like how it's kind of establishing that um mm-hmm. you know because like that's what it is it's meant to establish this character um like his little bit of origin so then and obviously know, like as with the snake too you know like early early on it's like oh it's just a snake yeah, and you talk that's away, that's and then, yeah, that's yeah. clever i like that i yeah. think that's really cool um also i think it's interesting because like uh you don't know it's a flashback until like later on like because mm-hmm. so it starts off you see like um this dude in like the brown hat and you're just like oh that's indiana jones and then like his he like lifts up his head and it's like that's not indiana jones and then you see the two boy scouts like at this spying. point they cut a lot out of the budget yeah <laughs> suddenly indiana jones doesn't look too good yeah. <laughs> but uh then the boy scouts are just like like spying on him and like one of them's just like Indy who, who are these people and then like River Phoenix lifts up his head and then immediately it says like Utah 1912 you're just like oh yeah. like that's clever I like that um, oh this is a this is a uh, pilot for a new TV show yeah that's what's going on <laughs> yeah here. well there was an Indiana Jones show um I haven't watched right. it well yeah that's what I said like young Indiana Jones yeah I've never seen it I probably should have but I did not have the time to watch any of those. I already watched five movies. Let's add another, yeah, like I like twelve discs. Or something. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. This isn't the complete adventures if it doesn't have the young Indiana Jones adventures. Hmm, suspicious. They rip, they're ripping us off. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I'm trying to think of other things that I really like in this movie because, like, again, there's just so much stuff that I like about this movie. Like I was saying, mm. like it's Raiders. But like amped up a little, like, and I feel like this movie could yeah. only work if it was a sequel to Raiders. Like, the only reason this movie does work as well as it does is because Raiders came before it. Um, mm-hmm. So like, it kind of needs to be that evolution in order in order for it to work. Because if you just watch this movie on its own, like, yeah, it's good, but like the things that make it work wouldn't nearly work as well if we weren't already established to who Indiana Jones is. You know, right. Like, that's what makes it a good sequel. Like, Raiders is a good starting point, but, like, Last Crusade is a great sequel. And I feel like, again, it's the same thing as Empire. Empire would not work as well if you didn't have Star Wars to come before it. Toy Story 2 Mm -hmm. would not work as well if you didn't have Toy Story to establish it. Um, You can still appreciate these movies because they're really well done. But you need that base core to establish it in order for these sequels to really elevate, in order for them to work. Um, I feel, of course. Yeah, I just want um, going back to the opening scene. I just want to mention something I noticed on this uh, 
this watch for the first time. Mm. And it's when they, uh, they're they pulling him out of the lion's cage, and they pull him up, and then one of the bad guys pulls a gun on him. Mm. I was like, oh, damn, you guys are pulling a gun on a kid. <laughs> and then they cut to the next shot, and it's immediately the gun's put away. I think they just messed up in the one shot, and they just chase him. Right. Oh, yeah, we probably shouldn't pull a gun on a kid. Boy, I'm sure if somebody got fired for that blunder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And one, one, one other little thing I know, or, yeah, the, the blunders, when... um. Indiana Jones says Jesus Christ, and then he gets slapped. That's for blasphemy. <laughs> it's his lips do not move the, the right way to say Jesus Christ. So it was, I don't know what he originally said, but it's definitely dubbed over. But I like that. I like. I think that's still a good uh, scene because I like because it just shows how obsessed uh, Sean Connery is. He's just like that's for right. blasphemy. Like, but it ju- it just shows the difference between the two. Like, Indy's willing right. to say that Sean isn't. Like, it's uh, yeah. No, it's it's a great character moment for sure. Um, I love the Zeppelin scene. I think I watched the Zeppelin yeah. scene when I was like really, really little. Like, no ticket. Yeah, before I even understood what Indiana Jones was, I think I saw that scene yeah. as like a little kid. Like, because I think my dad was watching it on the TV, and I just yeah. so happened to watch it. But then, obviously, now I've grown up, and I appreciate that scene a lot more. Yeah, <laughs> no ticket. He just pushes the guy, and everyone's just like, "Oh, I have my ticket." <laughs> That's the great. This is just one of the best. Like. It's one of the funniest movies that's been made. Yeah. It's, it's so good. I think the jokes here are funny because they're intentionally funny, whereas like Temple of Doom is right. funny, but more so unintentionally at times, you know? like Yeah. Like, I, I feel as though the comedy in this it's movie- kind of campiness, yeah. Yeah. I feel like the campiness yeah. is more intentional, so like you're able to laugh yeah. at it and you feel like it's funnier in that sense. I don't know. It, apples to oranges. I like the unintentional- campiness of temple of doom at times but then i also yeah. like the intentional funny jokes in this one as well right um like the way that woman just goes alarm <laughs> like they're like in the <laughs> fireplace like that's so goofy the way she says it but every time i watch like is that really something that happens in this movie like i know it's coming it was like i i it doesn't make any sense like is that really yeah it's it's like it's, she's like the um the the one character in uh uh Austin Powers like the I I can't I don't yeah I yeah and she gives me like vibes of like that I don't know Austin Powers super well I don't know what that the one like the uh Doctor Evil um yeah Doctor Evil's assistant or like, something like that yeah yeah I don't know what her name is but yeah like she gives me vibes of that character yeah no I agree I agree um uh I mean. We could keep going. I- no, obviously, yeah. Like, guess after that scene, yeah, it's like the <laughs> going back and forth between the fire and the. Oh, that's funny. And obviously, yeah, like how, it, like, yeah, it's just, that entire it's just fun. yeah, like the setup to like how it catches on fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, what I meant was like we could keep going, but like yeah. every or, scene, I could just be like, I love yeah. it lots. Yeah, um, like going back and forth through the fireplace. Yeah, and, yeah, you go like Sean Connery uh, shoots up the uh, the tail fin of the plays like. <laughs> India, sorry, they got us. Sorry, Sean, they got us. <laughs> like, yeah, that's funny. I love his ingenuity yeah. when he uses the umbrella on the seagulls. Oh, yeah, that's great. Because, yeah. like, Indy was just like, oh, I'm out of bullets. Like, we don't have any weapons. It's like, oh, you don't need weapons. You have birds. <laughs> it's like, yeah. But, yeah, that's so much. I'm so glad they didn't shoot down the plate with a pistol, too, because that. <laughs> well, that would have been. <laughs> what is this, that Batman? Would, yeah, again, like, I can buy a lot of things in Indiana Jones, but, like, that, I'm just like really like that would have been stupid so i'm glad and yeah. plus the birds is a lot more clever um 
Yeah. So, yeah. No, I appreciate that for sure. Um, But yeah, like I was saying, there's uh, there's just so much I love about this movie. It could literally just be me being like, I love this. I love this. I love this. So whatever last few things you have to say, please say them now by all means. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, I think I yeah, I guess we mentioned it earlier. Yeah, like the um uh Donovan's death scene is Ooh, great. Yeah, like, I, uh, the effects on that are yeah, probably some uh, yeah, I would take it over Raid as far as like yeah, I like that the effects on that better than he, Raiders. He looks like, like Doc Brown scene. in Back to the Future. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you know what? I will say I love Donovan as a villain. He's probably which I mean is saying a lot considering you know, the amount of the types of villains we have in Indiana Jones, I think he's one of the most evil uh, indie villains because like he he is essentially willing to shoot Indy's father. Yeah. For, uh, you know, just for the grail, just to make Indy go in to get the grail. Like he's willing to shoot a guy like, yes. Which is a clever moment. And again, like, yeah, we would talk about like arcs, like external motivators for that. Like that's a great, metachasm of what the motivation has been for the entire movie. Yeah. Like in that moment, that's cool. But it's I just, love, that's a great it, scene, but it's really cool. And also, yeah, evil, it's, yeah. but it's also really cool because Walter essentially is, you know, beyond Nazism. Like, cause he's just like, yeah, I'm using the Nazis to work for me. Um, you know, Hitler's talking about wanting to live for a thousand years, but he's not going to, I am like, He's going to be long dead and buried and forgotten to time, and I'm still going to be yeah. youthful. It's like, whoa, like that's so fascinating to this character. Yeah. Like he's he he's beyond he he's beyond he's beyond nationalistic viewpoints, but like in the worst way possible. Like it's all yeah. he's still selfish. Um, and I like that. I like that in this villain. Like. It's because it's a step above Belloc because Belloc didn't really have an ultra nationalistic view. Like he didn't care what the Nazis were doing. He was in it for the money. Whereas like Walter is in it for the glory. But like ultimately, you know, if he does become like super uh, immortal, like who knows the kind of damage he would have done? Like, yeah, it's so good. And I love how I love his desperation to get there. Yes, he's willing to shoot uh, Sean Connery, but he's also... In, in a previous scene, he's also will, he doesn't bat an eye when like he's like talking to that um, that Sultan character where he's just like, I uh-huh. have this entire chest of treasures for you. And then the Sultan like sees the card. He's just like, I want the car instead. And he's just like, yes, yeah, another, he's just uh, like, sure, whatever. Like he doesn't even bat an eye. There's no like hesitation. Yeah. He's just like, yes, take the car. He's just like, like that just shows you like how desperate he is for the Holy Grail. Like, yeah, I, so I, I guess I also don't. I wish I knew better, like, what, I don't know how much, and obviously that's a, like, a, a Rolls Royce is a fancy car, so I don't know, like, where, like, monetarily what compares between the price of the car and the jewels. Yeah. yeah I don't it, think it matters. I, at the very least, it's, it's another funny scene. Yeah, it's a funny where, yeah, scene. Like, what, uh, yeah, it just, he loves the car. It just shows you that, like, yeah, it, it just shows you, like, he, he just did not bat an eye. He's just like, whatever, take the car. Yeah. I don't care. Like, I want the grail. Like, he doesn't care for, like, doesn't doesn't matter to him. Gold, car, mm-hmm. it's all material possession. Like, he doesn't care. He right. wants the grail. Um, I don't know if you had... Good, good, pretty good movie. Pretty good movie. Oh, yeah, no, I agree. Did you yeah, yeah. have anything else to I, say? I, I've, um, yeah, I'll say, yeah, it, it, is, it is really tough to, like, which, like, yeah, which I like better, like, Raiders or Crusade. It, it is tough to... 
Yeah, obviously, yeah, they have they have strengths on either side. Like, sure. I, like the stunt stunt work of Raiders is better, mm-hmm. and I think that like the overall story writing is better than this. So yeah, it, it's tough. Yeah, like I, I I I think this has a closer spot in my heart. I yeah, again, like I was saying, I grew up with Raiders more, um, and obviously, as we were saying with Raiders, it's a lot more iconic. But despite all of that, despite my love for Raiders, and again, I not to say that like I don't like Raiders anymore. I love Raiders. I think it's one of the best movies ever made. But for me personally, I feel like I get a little bit more out of Last Crusade. And that's just from me seeing it over the last couple of years. Um, mm-hmm. So like even with my nostalgic love for Raiders and the fact that it's super iconic and super beloved, Last Crusade still trumps it in my opinion. And I feel like that's, what makes it so special because it doesn't have the street cred that Raiders has, but like mm-hmm. it still works for me. Um, and that yeah. to me is a lot more impressive. Like it doesn't have the, like, okay. Not to say that it's like a super secret that last crusade is good. Like everybody knows about last crusade. Everybody's seen it. I just feel yeah. like because Raiders is a lot more iconic, um, you know, I think it's more impressive that Last Crusade isn't quite nearly as iconic as Raiders, and yet I'm still able to get so much out of it. And that's why I prefer Mm -hmm. Last Crusade. Like, it does all of these things, but it doesn't have the street cred that Raiders has. And yet I still love it more than Raiders. So that's basically what what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, as far as, like, yeah, I say like yeah, the the ending ending where like yeah, they ride it in the sunset. Oh, like beautiful. that's a, that's a great shot. Chef's kiss, so uh, good. Yeah, and I like the last line. How the the last few lines, how they're just like, we named the dog Indiana, and you're just like, oh, you're <laughs> named after a dog. <laughs> that's um George Lucas's dog's named Indiana, which is uh, George Lucas's dog is also they they call Indiana Indiana in the like the the intro scene in the movie, like yeah, the flashback scene in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and but also, I'm I'm pretty sure that's also like that. There's a the dog is in like Indy's house, like in the I believe that's yeah. the dog that's named Indiana. Yeah. There's well. a, there's a dog in. So there, it's a little <clears throat> right. It's a little weird. That, yeah. Like he's already picked up the dog's name. Yeah. Even though the dog. <laughs> well, I, well the the dog's still there. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so they're both the, there's Indiana. They, I guess there's two Henrys either way too. Yeah. But. I guess so. <laughs> Yeah, it's like you're, you're called Indiana at the same time the dog's called Indiana. It's a little goofy. Yeah, it is goofy, but I like it. I like the goofy nature. Yeah. I like when these movies yeah. are able to be goofy. And yeah, like obviously yeah, Indiana Jones is a goofy name in and of itself sure. too. So sure, for sure. Yeah, it's fine to poke fun. I find poking fun at it. Yeah. All right. All right. Should we desecrate this grave? Uh, yeah. Let's let's. De- should I really desecrate this grave for money? <laughs> of course I am. <laughs> so. <clears throat> Oh, my voice is starting to go, but it's we still have two more movies to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's only this begun. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, so we could have just stopped it at the three because, well, you know, a perfect trilogy. They ride off into the sunset at the end of Last Crusade. Perfect. A better man may have. A better man may have. Uh, well, no, because years later, they made probably 19 years, I believe. Uh yeah, 19 years later, they made another Indiana Jones movie. Um, now, Crystal Skull. Yeah, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, a movie that for years has been notoriously uh, shat upon, which 
in all mm-hmm. fairness, is completely valid, I would say. Yeah. I, I Let's be real here. Th- there's a lot of criticisms for this movie. They're all pretty valid. Um, I will admit, I don't hate this movie as much as other people do. Um, mm-hmm. I think there is some things to like about it. Uh, and especially after recently, I definitely really do believe this this is not the worst one um but (laughs) i think it's pretty good for what it is but ben what did you think of kingdom of the crystal skull okay so i'm gonna go like yeah basically along the same lines as like i don't hate this movie it's fine i'm I'm got i also got to the point where like the it doesn't bother me as much as say like the star wars sequels definitely sure like i don't I don't feel like the the story is a lot smaller in the aspect of like, yeah, I'm not like it's not ridiculous to think that Indiana Jones has gone on other adventures since the first one. I don't think this does like anything too inherently offense offensive to like the earlier ones. It's obviously mm-hmm. not on the same like. It's just not as good. Yeah. Point blank. Yeah. Um, but it's not like. If it doesn't do anything particularly offensive to the character. I agree. So like that's where like I I don't mind it. I just don't really care for it at all. I think that's a good way of putting it. Yes. I it is definitely up until now it was the weakest. Um and that's not to say that like, you know, the new one made me realize like, oh, this is a cinematic masterpiece. It's like no. <laughs> it's like the there are definitely criticisms that apply to this movie. One for one thing Old man Indiana Jones is not fun to watch necessarily. Now, obviously, Harrison Ford mm-hmm. was not as old when he made this. So, like, you, yeah. you can kind of forgive it because he's not that geriatric. But mm-hmm. it's like, all right, you know, like, we don't necessarily want to see this. Um, you know, uh, Indiana Jones was not meant to be this old man that goes on adventures. Like, Indiana Jones, again as we've been saying, was an homage to adventure serials. So, like, if you're going right. to continue Indiana Jones, he kind of has to be... As much as it pains me to say this, you'd have to recast him, unfortunately, because you need that, yeah. like, young, energetic, chiseled man to play this character. And that's the... Yeah, that's the problem. It's kind of like... You do this out of, like, respect. Like, if Harrison Ford wants to do it again, you kind of do it out of respect. And, like, I can't blame him for sure. it. Sure. Like, a character is him. And, like, yeah. he did a really good job back then. I feel like uh, it's, so, it's thanks to Last Crusade that we have him back. Because Last Crusade gave him that depth. And we associate that depth with Harrison Ford. Uh-huh. Um, So, unfortunately... He has to come back. Like, because we just did Last Crusade, we gave him this depth. We're just like, all right, well, now he is the character. So now, unfortunately, if you're going to make future Indiana Jones projects, it has to be Harrison Ford. It can't be anybody else, Um, which is unfortunate because then we get Harrison Ford as old man Indy. And again, it's just not as fun to watch. Uh, The reason we loved watching it was because we wanted to be this really cool archaeologist guy going on these crazy adventures. It's like, now I don't want to be this old man. Like I like, he looks tired. He looks like he doesn't want to be there. It's like, yeah, of course he doesn't want to. He's 65 years old. I don't, Yeah. I wouldn't want to be on an adventure at 65 years old. Like no way. Um, so 
case in point, Old Man Indy objectively does not work to me. I don't think it works. I don't mm-hmm. think it's fun. It's a fun thing to watch. Nobody wants to see that. R- yeah. Regardless, that's what we're. That's the hand we're dealt with. So mm-hmm. we kind of have to look yeah. at it like, okay, what does this movie do well with what it's given? And I think it does do some things pretty well. Yeah. I like the Spielberg directing. He's really good at making you engage. Like, there's this one really cool shot um, towards the beginning when it's like these. American teenagers are chasing the Russians who are disguised yeah. as like um, American soldiers. And they're just like, you know, there's this really cool shot where like the camera's like behind the car and then it kind of like transitions to like the back of the Russians car. Um, but you still see like the, you're still getting the perspective of like the rear view mirror. Like it's really cool. Cause mm. you're just like, Oh, how did they do that? Like, yeah. Spielberg magic, man. It's just really, really engaging. Um, and that's the thing, like that entire opening, I think, does do a good job at being this like kind of cool Indiana Jones short film of like old man Indy, like being double crossed right. by Mac and dealing with these Russians in Area 51. And that's there's a I I'm OK a little with the little goof or like he's like uses the whip. He um <laughs> he like uh swings on through, but then like he swings right. back because he's like, damn, I thought that was closer. It's like. All right, that's funny. Like it's it's cute. Um, yeah. And then you get to the nuking the fridge scene, which a lot of people hate because they're just like, "Oh, that's so stupid." It's like, yeah, it is stupid. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, you get like you're 20 minutes into the film, and India yeah, Jones is standing before a mushroom cloud. Yeah. Okay. That that <laughs> that is also a little weird tone, like pacing wise. You're just like, all right, you're you're in front of this like mushroom cloud, like. Yeah, like you said, 20 minutes into the movie, it's like, this is a lot. Um, which, again, if it was a short film, if it was just the first 20 minutes, yeah. you're just like, wow, this is a pretty good short film. But then the movie yeah, keeps going. <laughs> yeah. So, which, and it's I, I remember I was watching the Plinkett review of this movie, which, by the way, uh-huh. even though I like the movie and clearly uh, Red Letter Media does not, I think the Plinkett review is really good at explaining why this movie doesn't work. Um, yeah. You know, because as he said, like a lot of what this movie establishes, it establishes in the first 10 minutes. Like, you know, the Russians are the main villains, but they're the villains in the first few minutes. And, you know, that's not what Indiana Jones did essentially in the past. Like, the first uh-huh. few, the first scene, the first spectacle scene never really has anything to do with the rest of the movie. Like it establishes it somewhat, you know, like in Raiders, like it's supposed to establish Belloc um, in Temple of Doom. Like it's supposed to establish how Indy uh, ends up in India because he was because yeah. he was in Lao Chang's uh, plane company in China. And then in uh, Last Crusade, like the first set piece is supposed to like establish like Indy as a character because later on we're going to get more in depth into his character and it's supposed to establish like his mm-hmm. father and like all this other stuff. So like the first 10 or 20 minutes are not like supposed to be super duper integral to the plot. They're supposed to establish some things that later on apply, but they're not super integral. Whereas here, the first 10 to 20 minutes are insanely integral to the rest of the movie actually so there's really not much more to it that's like okay well then what else is there for us to discover 
you know, we already know Mac is a double agent. And then later in the movie, he a triple agent, a quadruple agent. Yeah. And it just, it's it's just the same thing. He's just like, oh, I'm I'm backstabbing you again, Jonesy. It's just like, how is that fascinating? Like, you're just, you're just doing it again. Like, that's not interesting. Like, you need to be a little more, you need to be, have a little bit more dynamic to you. Not just like, oh, I'm backstabbing you. It's like, well, great. You did that already. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, you, you, you talk, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what I like. It, it just really struggles in the, uh, it struggles in the writing department so much. And that's what, uh, it's, yeah, you kind of mentioned, yeah, like the, uh, he's just like, a, this kind of senile old man who doesn't want to be here. Mm-hmm. And that's where like, yeah, it's even like based on his arc from Raiders, that's where they kind of like a lot of the story work was in last crusade was external motivations to keep him going, like pursuing this. Right. And not just like, so, but it, like it's, and like, it's a lot, it's complicated, different things. Like it's, yeah, it's like his dad, it's um like a gun to his back and stuff like that. Like where he kind of has to do this stuff. Yeah. Um, Like it, they, it's multifaceted. This one, it's kind of just like, he's kind of just getting dragged around. Cause like his, his friend's doing it, and or like, yeah, he's got this friend who's missing, and this friend that has never and been established ju- and the, before. Yeah, never been. Which isn't like they they introduce new characters in every movie, so mm. like it's not the end of the world. But um, which I'd say, like, as far as like the characters in this are definitely weaker. Like, I Mac is absolutely my least favorite. He's absolutely the worst character in any of the Indiana Jones films. I can agree to bar that. none. Yeah, no, yeah, because. I like uh, Ray Winstone. He's a great actor, but like, man, like, what a what what a waste of time so, he was. It, it's so stupid. That, like, I don't mind. Yeah, like, okay, you double agent at the beginning, or not? Like, yeah, you tra- the trail at the beginning. Like, oh well, like that's, that's nothing crazy. Like, it's fine. But yeah, it's like he keeps swapping back and forth, like trying to be nice, and it's so stupid. Yeah, like, like, like it, it's kind of similar to how Elsa was like a double agent to him because she betrays him, but like, yeah. You know, they didn't go back and they get that over with yeah, quickly, they get it over though. With. And like, that's more of like, she's not trying to like lie to him. Like after after the, the initial reveal, it's not like she's trying to lie lie to him. She's still like they have a relationship still, and she's trying to bridge. They're both trying to bridge the gap. Exactly. Like Max just being like overtly friendly when in reality, yeah, he's just being a like he's just full of yeah, shit. Yeah, and it I, um, and maybe that's the point. Again, he's like trying to be this like shifty character, but like. I, I don't yeah. know. Like, I feel like it's not convincing. No. Why is this convinced? Like, yeah, he's like, I'm CIA. Um, and, um, like, okay. You were literally like, Indiana Jones is being investigated by the FBI earlier in the movie because of his connections to Mac. Who's their confident is like, unless like, there's just like, yeah, there's no communication. Like, why are they like, they're trying to arrest. <coughs> they're trying to arrest Indiana for being a, a, um, commie sympathizer because of Mac and Mac and like but Indiana just immediately accepts that Mac was a double agent he works for CIA the entire time like yeah it's stupid and also like okay where does the FBI stuff go because they're like oh we're 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 very vital to us and Dr. Jones like you may be a commie sympathizer it's like oh this is gonna come back no it doesn't 
Like, <laughs> no, no, neither FBI agent comes back in the end. Like, yeah, he doesn't get stopped. Well, it has a little bit of mystery when they're being pursued. Like, you don't know if it's is it the U.S. government or the commies, and it ends up being the commies. And then, like after that, you kind of don't revisit. Yeah, it. it's like okay, but again, like what, what was the point then? Like, why did we establish this if it doesn't yeah. go anywhere? Like, that's not what you do in an Indiana Jones movie. Like, if something's established, you bring it back at some point in the movie mm-hmm. but right. they forgot it's like okay and yeah that's that's when you really realize that like oh yeah you can tell like this is they don't really have their heart in it and spielberg you know yeah. definitely did not like even less so than temple of doom like you definitely feel he doesn't really care um which mm-hmm. i mean it's not the worst thing in the world like this isn't like ready player one-esque or like you know Spielberg really truly has no idea what he's doing like it's right. it, you have elements of a good Spielberg movie in there it's just that at the end of the day he really didn't care and unlike Temple of Doom where like he could still like make it really really fun it doesn't really work because well he's also doing this in 2008 as opposed to 1989 mm. or in the 80s when like he was really at his peak there you know Another thing that really doesn't work about this movie is the effects, like the special yeah. effects. Oh boy. Like, and look, I'm not one of those people that is just like, oh, practical effects are better than CGI. Rah. Like if a CGI is in movies that automatically makes it bad. It's like, no, obviously CGI is going to age worse when it comes to the abundance of it in a, in any given movie. We've seen this in the prequels. They look horrible compared to now. Um, compared to like, uh, you know, Lord of the Rings, which knew how to do it, knew how to integrate its uh, CGI a little more cleverly. Whereas like here, yeah, mm-hmm. there's a lot of CGI, especially in the back half of the movie. Like, holy shit. Like the yeah. jungle looks... At the beginning, they just kept adding the... I didn't understand the prairie dog obsession. Yeah, kind of, that was weird. Like, why? Yeah, like why? <laughs> Whereas like the jungle, it's like, okay, this is the entire set now and it looks awful. Yeah. And then you have like the UFO like lifting off the ground and it's just like all this shit's flying everywhere. You're just like, what the fuck am I watching? This isn't Indiana Jones. Like this is stupid. This is George Lucas. Yeah, it's George Lucas. <laughs> it's the the prequelification of Indiana Jones, unfortunately. Yeah. Some which I get like like I mentioned, like the effects always weren't weren't always great in the early ones too, but you kind of can appreciate yeah. it. Like it's more charming. Yeah. This is yeah no that's the thing yeah it's, it's, it's a, it, this is just more of exactly a and again I'm not one of those people that says like you know CGI automatically bad like there's a reason why the CGI doesn't work is because they're putting way too much of it in there like yes you have the occasional right. set and guess what the sets look great when it's not mm-hmm. CGI like. I don't mind putting in CGI to enhance something like that's fine. Like by all means do that, but don't make it a scene where Shia LaBeouf is swinging through these CGI vines with all these CGI monkeys that will not look good in 10 years time. And guess what? It's been over 10 years time. It doesn't look good at all. Yeah. Um, I remember like in the Plinkett review, um, you know, he said he really liked the motorcycle chase throughout the college. It's like, yeah, that's a great chase mm-hmm. scene because it's practical yeah. the way it's shot. Like Spielberg is shooting it. Like he's just like, Oh, this is great. Like, y- you know, he's getting all these angles. I 
am I love the shot of Harrison Ford or maybe it's not Harrison Ford maybe it's a stunt double or like Indiana Jones like like jumping out of that car and onto the bike and how he's like scraping against mm-hmm. like the f- ground like it like that's exciting it's like wow more more uh scenes like this please in the second half of the movie no okay sure no wonder this movie's not that great because they just run out of yeah. that stuff oh it's it's so frustrating yeah i guess well, yeah, we're at the point where we can you know, talk about mutt a bit sure at this point <laughs> which i i i'm a i don't mind mutt that much yeah. is what i'm gonna say like i don't like there's nothing like the, they don't do much with him mm-hmm. but he's like fine like he's they just kind of like he, his arc is that he go, grows to appreciate Indiana Jones. Like he's kind of like, yeah, it's like he's a bit of a self-insert. In sure, a way. yeah, he's like, clearly there to to get the new generation to care about Indiana Jones because they're just right. like, hey, it's Shia LaBeouf. It's like, yeah, yeah, he doesn't do anything particularly interesting. He doesn't like have much of an arc. Yeah. so it's like, yeah, I bet the most of it, like I got is like. When um yeah they reveal his his son and, and yeah Jones gets immediately pissed like why <laughs> why didn't you make him stay in school yeah that's funny like, that's about the that's about the best you get yeah. out of him but yeah it's it's a, it's this one and when we get into the uh we get into Dial Destiny is like it's real they are very heavy handed with the period pieceness mm. of this and that that one when they go like oh yeah the greasers and the the preppies yeah. like in the they go really heavy handed sixties in the next one like. That's not really in the. I I don't really get that vibe from the other three, so I don't know why they decided to go that direction. I mean, in a way, you do, but it's a lot more clever the way they do it. Yeah, the, even though yeah. the older movies took place in the like 30s, you, they absolutely are period. Yes. Yeah, but like it's not like it's not heavy handed. Right. I guess. Yeah, no, it's a lot more clever in what it's trying to be. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. I mean, I kind of like the idea of the greasers versus like the jocks and like this college campus, but like. Like they don't yeah. really like the set. I like the setup, but then they're yeah, like, they don't really do anything. You don't have to literally say like, get that greaser. Like you don't have That's to literally true. like, yeah. And then, and then you have like the college kids protesting yeah. like better red, better dead than red. And you're just like, what? Yeah. like, what is this? Like, did, uh, this is just weird. Like, and I get it. I get because like, yes, the McCarthy era was happening at the time and you yeah. are dealing with communist uh, characters who are the villains. Mm-hmm. But you also want to show the Americans as also like weirdly nationalistic. But there's a lot of Nazis in the 30s because like he's literally fighting Nazis. I think it's like it's it's intrinsic to the story versus this is just like let's just throw this stuff in on the side. Like yeah, I like it does it does like yeah he is fighting commies but like the fact that there's like protesters of commies on the campus isn't ne- ne- not is not necessitated it, it doesn't by the story. add anything you're just like why is this here i don't mind the fact that he's yeah. fighting communists in the 50s like that makes total sense but you need to integrate it better and they don't like it's just it's just it's just weird the way they do it i feel like maybe they just they didn't want to be offensive towards russians it's like okay well I'm not going to Indiana Jones for an accurate portrayal of Russians in the fifties. Like if I wanted right. an accurate portrayal of Russians in the fifties, I would learn about it and I'd like watch a documentary on communism, like, in, like the rise uh-huh. of communism in the fifties. Like, you know, I'm not going to movies, especially Indiana Jones movies for realism. Like I'm going for, spectac- mm-hmm. for going, for, I'm going for spectacle and for, you know, like adventure, like, that's what I'm going for. 
Uh, so yeah, no, it, it's just weird. And yeah, and I like the idea of Mutt as a character, but again, they don't really do anything with him. He's just Shia LaBeouf. Right. He's just there. It's like, okay, I'm not really getting anything out of this. Like, it's not the worst, and it's, yeah, it's not offensive. Like, I don't think Shia LaBeouf, like, ruins the movie. Um, he definitely doesn't. I just, I, I just don't care. I'm like, okay. He's here. I, I outside of when he's swinging with the monkeys, that <laughs> yeah, was that was very integral. I, I, that's a pre, that's appropriately trashed on all yeah. the time. Well, yeah, that's, that's not his fault, but yeah, it's like the the worst scene in the movie is just him. So that's kind of unfortunate. that is unfortunate. Yes, I agree. Um, what are your thoughts on the fact that like aliens are in this movie? Because like I've heard the arguments for either side. Um, I'm curious where you yeah. land on that. I don't. It doesn't bother me too much because, like, we don't under the the like the source of the power for like the other like artifacts in the other movies isn't like quite clear. Like, yeah, they'll attribute to the god or what whatnot, but yeah, it's not ever like it's not like yeah, they don't ever provide any like clear evidence that it that is the case. So I don't think it's inherently wrong to add aliens to mm-hmm. it, and I don't know a ton about the Crystal Skull lore in general, right. but, like how like relevant it really is yeah. um, i'm no dan Aykroyd. Yeah, again like obviously like like the the cgi isn't exactly great but yeah yeah it's like it's i don't have a huge issue with it but yeah i don't the movie's not really good enough to justify it in the first yeah place. no or like I, I really care enough about the movie to really care yeah anyway. i think the aliens could work it's just in this very situation it didn't because it's like okay like mm-hmm. why are these here like why should i care and i just don't, i don't think yeah. it's like done so in an interesting way they're just and it's also yeah. just confusing because you're just like there's 13 alien skeletons but like it forms one is yeah. this a play on the dark crystal when like the skexies and mystics come together and form <laughs> the one like uh erskex whatever the fuck it was called yeah you know like I don't know. Like it's just, it's just not established or anything. It's just like, I mean, at least he's not literally fighting aliens. Yeah, like, yeah, he's not fighting. I don't know. <laughs> like you do worse. Like yeah, yeah. As far as like, it's not like untasteful what they sure. do. It's just kind of. It's just. It's a bit of yeah, a nothing. Yeah, it's just nothing. Which is fine. Just like what? Like yeah, like the artifacts kind of are like consistently mysterious in their powers. Right. So like I don't really mind that. Yeah, they aren't. It's just a, doing anything. Yeah, particular. it's just in this situation. I just didn't particularly care for it it's just like okay they don't they're not really doing anything that interesting with it so yeah i don't know i but it's like yeah make yeah. the uh the the russian ladies eyeballs <laughs> catch on fire and... yeah yeah the, the treasure was knowledge the treasure was knowledge it's like oh thanks for explaining it to me i was wow. so stupid I'm, I'm a big stupid head i didn't know that <laughs> yeah yeah not Again, I don't hate this movie as much as other people have in the past. I think this is this uh-huh. is like the prequels and um, Spider-Man 3, where it's like, I understand why people despise these, but like, me personally, I don't get any of that hatred myself. Like, there are things I can appreciate about these movies. Obviously, I think I prefer stuff like Spider-Man 3 and the prequels more so, just because... I have more nostalgia for them. Whereas this, I've only seen uh-huh. like once or twice. So yeah. like, 
but it's fine. Like I do get some appreciation out of it. Like I do like the first half more than I like the second half. Um, just because, you know, you get the nuking the fridge scene, which is so laughably funny. And then you do get, uh, you don't get as, you get like the awesome motorcycle chase. You get, you get these things that are cool, but then like, yeah, the second half, you get some cool character interactions that I like. I like that Indian Marion kind of reunite, but like, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's not, it's not the first three. And unfortunately that is, so I know I should judge it as its own thing. I shouldn't just be like, Oh, it's not the original three. Therefore it's bad. It's like, no, it's not the original three, but like, I feel like, because those first three are so good and I love them so much. And then I get this one and there's just like, it's just not there anymore. You're just like, well, I, I don't really like it as much. So I, I just can't, I, I can forgive some things, but not all things. And the wise words of, of Indiana Jones, when being asked if he's a teacher part-time, like I, I yeah. like this movie part-time. I don't like it the other time. It's, yeah <laughs> part-time <laughs> uh what, what a what a what a line read for sure so yeah and that's what i'm gonna get in that more in the next film but yes it's it's because he he definitely still has like acting and like i get like riddle or medial show like they have other takes of that scene that mm-hmm. like of that line that are a lot better yeah. but yeah it's like it's I'll save it for the next the discussion of the next sure. movie more, but yeah, yeah. yeah so this line reading again is like a little. You can you can feel the age yeah, there. You can. Yeah, it's kind of unfortunate, but I think it's funny. I love the way he says it. Part time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like, and at the end of the day, is that the worst? Like, it could have been a funnier scene. It definitely could have been a funnier sure. line. But yeah, it's not like the end of the world that like he delivers it like. Well, that. that's the thing about this movie; it's not the worst. Like, it's it's not yeah. great, and I understand why people were you know annoyed by it back in the day. But like, I feel like it enough time has passed where I can be like, it's fine. Like, it's not the worst sequel I've seen in a movie. Like, it's it because, and I think it's because it's directed by Spielberg. Like, Spielberg is able to yeah. bring that charm that we love so much obviously it's not as apparent because we have way too much you know 2000s isms in this movie with like the constant cgi Mm -hmm. shia labeouf the fact that these actors are a lot older than they were previously so like it's not as it's not much as much of a home run as the first three so like it's really it feels like it's being held back and that's unfortunate but again it's not the worst I I do have things I like about it, and I'm okay with admitting that, because um, I feel like a lot of people can now admit that, considering the recent movie that came out. But was, you, you know what I yeah. mean. Even if even if there wasn't an Indiana Jones five, I feel like I would still appreciate this movie the same way. You know, I'm I'm kind of just at that point. Like, I think the opening scene is really mm-hmm. good, even if it's like doesn't really f- track with like how Indiana Jones is usually sure. set up. I do think the bike is bikes chase is good, but yeah, other than that, like it's it 
my it just doesn't have a ton of offers kind of where I'm yeah, sitting. No, I agree. Yes, I, I don't really yeah, care. That's why I say I definitely understand why people don't like it. Like it yeah. absolutely one like I said, that that Plinket review goes into insane detail on why it doesn't work and it's it's a brilliant video. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend people check it out. It's really, really good. I will give one more props like um because we're gonna compare it to the next film a bit <laughs> later. But I do like yeah, we we were very uh, appreciative of the way the Last Crusade mm-hmm. ended. I do I I like how this I think this has a good ending to it as well. Yeah. As far as like yeah, having like I think the wedding's yeah. nice and the um the little shot with Mutt's about to pick up the hat and then the yeah, gets yeah it he back. just gets it back. Like, like, I I think that that's a that's a good ending like, no, no, and no. I think it does. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna compare it to the uh, Dial of Destiny is not like I mean, it's, yeah it's not last crusade like good mm. by any any means but like it, it's it is cute. cute i like yeah, it'll do better than the Dino i like Destiny. how it's yeah it's just a small wedding and it's just like well we can we can cap it off here it's like yeah it's not last crusade good where he's going off into the sunset but he's he's married now it's like oh now he can yeah kind of relax you know he's he's done all these grand adventures we don't need to see any more. yeah i agree it's not the best mm-hmm. ending but it's a good ending for sure i agree yeah yeah. Um, well, is there anything else you wanted to say about uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull? Don't think so. Okay. Well, before we get into five, I think I think we should have this conversation now, and that is um, the Blu-ray collection that I have of Indiana Jones. Yes. Because um, I think we've pretty much talked about all the movies we can talk about that we own, so we might as well just tie it into the podcast. Uh, as we should. So yeah, I have the Indiana Jones, the complete adventures, Blu-ray. That's how I watched all four of these movies. Cause all four of them are on this complete Blu-ray pack. It's really cool. It's, it's like a book. I don't know if you are familiar with this. Yeah, I have one as well. Oh, you do. Oh, sweet. Yes. Yeah. Are, wait, oh, are you talking? Is it a Blu-ray? It's, it's like a thick Blu-ray case. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, it's, it's a Blu-ray. It's like a book. Um, like a literal, it looks like Maybe a literal book. Actually, no, I think we have different complete. I think it must be. I have one like that for uh, Back to the Future trilogy. Mm, okay. Um, yeah, like mine's just a uh, a really thick blue Blu-ray case. Okay. Uh, with the movies in it. Yeah. Well, still, like, I mean, you have them yeah. on Blu-ray, so they look nice. Yeah. Um, I think you also said you had them on other um, mediums. That yes. You wanted to bring up. Um, we uh, pre we discussed that I was I could potentially watch these on. My dad's copies of he has at least Temple of Doom on Betamax, <laughs> and the other he has all three of the trilogy on uh, Laserdisc. Nice. But unfortunately, I was kind of sick all week, so I was not able to do that. Oh. But I so yeah, I watched. Um, I have I do have that collection. I also have um, the recent 4K Steelbook releases of um, the Last Crusade and uh, Raiders Lost Ark, nice. which um, yeah, it's like a very nice. They yeah the pictures are very nice. They have the um yeah the cover is just the original like posters, which is what it should be honestly. Mm-hmm. Like I'd, like yeah they, they just look really nice. They um they're not too hard to find. They are really mass produced, so nice. yeah I definitely recommend them. Nice. And I say um yeah I definitely appreciate. I I like having the uh, original posters compared to like some other gimmick that they might have done there's other nice posters but yeah the original yeah. ones that they the most iconic ones are nice to have yeah compared to say uh the mario movie steelbook that's just a mushroom <laughs> it's just a mushroom yeah 
Good job, Nintendo. You got exactly what yeah. we wanted. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. I like I like the Blu-ray collection. I have this on. It's really neat. It's like again, it's like a book. You just open it up and like, yeah, it's annoying that like the Blu-rays themselves are in these like pouches, and so like they can easily yeah. escape. But like, I don't really mind it because I know Blu-rays are more scratch resistant than DVDs. So like, mm-hmm. I'm fine with it. Um, and plus. I am very careful with my discs. Like you, you should see the way I like deal with discs when I'm like putting them in players and like, you know, like uh-huh. I literally have a heart attack every time I slightly <laughs> scratch one. I'm just like, ah, no, yeah. but like, you know, nothing has ever happened because I'm, I am super careful not to toot my own horn, but I am super careful. <laughs> Don't mess with this guy. Yeah. <laughs> He's prote- he uses protection on his discs. Yeah. So I did also have, I do also have, indiana jones on vhs like a collection but mm-hmm. i did not have time to rewatch him on vhs so even yeah. even though i this is the podcast where we talk about occasional vhs tapes i feel like i'll save those for a future episode um we let our audience down we had so yeah, many opportunities I'm, I'm so sorry audience <laughs> but anyway um as as for the blu-ray collection um I was really debating like throughout the week, like, do I want to keep this? Do I not want to keep it? Because obviously the first three are so good and I want them in my collection, but I was kind Mm -hmm. of debating with kingdom of the crystal skull. And then of course, with the new one, you're just like, do I, you know, do I really want the complete adventures when it's not the complete adventures, but Uh ultimately, and I'll get into more of my reasonings of why I don't want to include dial of destiny when we talk about it. But like, because I don't hate Kingdom of the Crystal Skull as much as other people do, I'm fine with having it in my collection. And so I'm fine with having this Complete Adventures Blu-ray set. Uh, I think the movies look great on Blu-ray quality. I think it's a really neat um, Blu-ray collection. And so I'm keeping it. It's, it's It's a definite keep for the collection. Whether I someday upgrade it, whether... You know, I get 4Ks of the movies at some point. Who's to say? But for now, the Indiana Jones Complete Adventures Blu-ray that I've been watching all week, that is a definite keep for the collection. Um, then what about you? Are you keeping all your yeah, various I, I think I'm going to hang on to them. Yeah, nice. Nice, nice. <laughs> yeah, it's like I, I died. If I never touch crystal skull again though i wouldn't be surprised but it's just in the case already so sure yeah it's it's not the worst thing that if it's included and i you know rarely ever watch it i will definitely be watching the original trilogy a lot more often raiders temple of doom and last crusade absolutely um so yeah yeah i'm very happy uh well thanks for watching uh we don't have another movie to talk about <laughs> no, there's nothing there's nothing else i, I actually hold on no no we're, we're we're still we're still 15 minutes short of the record oh we gotta I... keep going we gotta find a new new indiana jones movie we gotta make a new indiana jones movie to extend the episode yeah i guess we gotta talk about indiana jones and the dial of destiny the the <sighs> They made another old man indie film. Um, ben, what'd you think of Dial of Destiny? <laughs> well, I'm on it. I, I ended up. It's always hard to say. This is the, I don't know if I've ever done like a kind of cold like review of on any like. 
on a podcast like this before of a movie without like so I'm like kind of like having like like yeah I'm uninfluenced by outside opinion at this point but yeah I was, like okay. I've I watched the movie once and I'm on the fence about whether or not I prefer it over Crystal Skull or not okay I am not super like again like it's gonna it has its moments and it has moments that aren't good but yeah I'm like I'm kind of like it wasn't horrible. How about like it's I the biggest problem is that it's just kind of again, it's kind of it's it's got a lot of nothing kind of like mm-hmm. where it's just like it's kind of nothing's like exciting going on, which is definitely bad for an Indiana Jones movie, kind of like Crystal Skull. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, like the the biggest thing is that yeah, like Ford's Harrison Ford is just really old and he can't really do it anymore, but the film is still revolving around him. <laughs> so like that's that's great. Yeah. But yeah, I, I I'm not like I'm not against it. Like again, like I'm I'll respect if he wants to make another one, like that's fine. Like I'm not again, it's not like it's like someone else stole like I like yeah, you don't have Spielberg and Lucas working on it anymore, but like Ford wanted to make this, like I'm not super mad and I, I it's I'm not gonna I my opinion is it still feels like an Indiana Jones movie so I'm not like I'm not super pissed at it is basically where I'm at okay yeah I can kind of see that um it's fine if you're wrong <laughs> 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 I'm kidding I'm kidding um yeah so you are clearly on the fence about it whether you um hate it or like it more than Crystal Skull that's fine I'm pretty set in stone where I feel that I think this is the worst one. I really think Crystal Skull is a lot better. Um, So one thing I want to state right now is that I just... This has nothing to do with my current opinions on Disney or Lucasfilm. I will admit I'm not the biggest fan of their uh, recent out. Uh, their their recent movies that they've been making it's like yeah. yeah but like i don't know like after crystal skull and how people didn't like old man indie you know and they're just like all right clearly he's old now we don't really need another indiana jones after this mm-hmm. they still went ahead and made another one it's like okay, so clearly you have something very special to tell them because you're not just going to do this. Well, they are, clearly. They're just going to do yeah. it for money. But I don't know. When you hire people like James Mangold to like take on Old Man Indy, it's like, okay, well, this dude does have some experience with that because he directed Logan. It's like, okay. Right. So clearly there's so- there's going to be some thought put into this. Unfortunately, I didn't get that. I just got exactly this Disneyified legacy sequel that we've just never liked for the past decade. Um, That's it. I I didn't get that vibe. I'm sure we'll find out more about that. So first, first things first, the opening um, is probably the best part of the movie. I agree, but. I really don't like CGI Harrison Ford. It's like, no, I get it. It's CGI Harrison Ford. You kind of have to because mm-hmm. you're you're putting him in this uh, 
Nazi. Yeah. First of all, the Nazis are back because as is tradition with these Indiana Jones movies, they do something different from the Nazis. People don't like it. So they assume, oh, we got to bring the Nazis back. Mm -hmm. And so the Nazis are back. Um, And so, and then, yeah, you set, they set the opening in 1945 where he's fighting the Nazis in world war two. It's like, okay, yes, you're going to have a younger Harrison Ford. But it goes on for way too long for me to feel comfortable seeing CGI Harrison Ford. Now, we don't have to get into semantics about CGIing an old actor to make them look younger. No matter where you stand on it with the morality of that, it just looks weird. And I don't like it. I say it, and if, so, I say it feels weird. I didn't really. Mm-hmm. I felt like it looked fine. I may there's a little bit of uncanny valley, but not a ton. I thought it looked fine. Yeah. I think the bigger thing well, was that he just sounds. He doesn't sound like well, young yeah. Andy. Is the big thing for me. Like he, just, <laughs> he sounds like eighty year old Harrison. Right, Ford. and that's yes. like, that's the annoying part. That's what's it's incredibly distracting. Which of course he sounds like eighty year old Harrison Ford. He is eighty year old right. Harrison Ford. So like, and yeah, maybe it doesn't look un, it doesn't look the worst now, but like what's it going to look like 10 years from now? You know, like, so that's something that just annoys me. And I, I don't know. It's like, okay, like I get it. Like, yeah, he has to look young because this is all, this is 1945 Nazis and he's fighting them. It's like, so he would be young Indy, but it's like, I don't know. Just, I guess that's just one of those things where it's like, if you, if you're okay with that, if you, if it doesn't distract you, that's fine. Like clearly it didn't distract you and you were able to enjoy that. And I'm glad I just couldn't, it was too distracting for me. I'm just like, uh, I, it just doesn't work for me. It's too uncanny, but unfortunately that's the best part of the movie. Yeah. So then the rest <laughs> of the movie is o- even older yeah. indie where he's 80 and Oh, guess what? The events of the last movie are undone. There's no more mutt. There's no more Marion. He's yeah. back to being, depressed it's just like well, I mean, i'm glad they oh. got rid of mutt or right, no, no no i, I always get mutt and mac because they're, they're both m names with three yeah. letters i get yeah no, they get, but yeah, yeah well, mutt being gone was i you you understand that's probably gonna happen because yeah, shia labeouf has issues but yeah yeah because they didn't want to bring shia labeouf i get that but then like the way they get rid of him is so not within his character like i remember someone like was telling me about this it's just like uh so spoiler alert for dial of destiny Mutt doesn't come back because he died fighting in the army. He like went to war because he wanted to spite Indy by being a soldier in the war. Mm-hmm. It's like what? This this greaser kid was spiting his old man by Going to fight in, I assume Vietnam. It'd be one of the two. Yeah, the, like fifty. I'm trying to remember when. Uh... Well, Crystal Korean, Skull was fifty-seven, right? And Korean, Korean, War, Korean was, War was like mid, was like mid fifties, yeah, early fifties, so like, yeah. So it had to be, yeah, early to mid fifties, yeah. Um, but it's just like, what? Like, and I get it. Like, okay, I'm, I'm assuming they just didn't put the thought into it because they're like, oh, it's Crystal Skull. Like, nobody really cares about Crystal Skull, uh-huh. so we don't have to be consistent with Mutt. But then it's like, okay, why are you bringing it up anyway? Like. What? Okay, so clearly you don't care to tell the story, even in little bits. It's like, then what else don't you care about? Because it's like that's, 
And also, this is a huge emotional thing for Indy. And it doesn't make any sense because it doesn't coincide with the type of character Mutt was in the previous movie. Mm -hmm. You're literally just doing it so then you can undo the last movie and be like, oh, he has to go on another adventure. It's like, okay. Yeah, you you can't have him settled down for it, yeah. That's lazy, man. Like that's really, really lazy. Um, it, it's and it's super distracting. And I just, I don't buy any of it. It's just so forced, and I don't like it. And I know I'm not supposed to care because, again, it's mutt. Like it's a character we don't really care about from the previous movie. But like, I don't know. Like Cinderella three was trying to be more consistent with yeah. its previous <laughs> sequel, and that's a dumb, stupid Disney sequel right. from the mid 2000s like you're telling me cinderella 3 put more effort into its world building consistency than fucking indiana jones 5 like that's kind of pathetic i i'm sure i sound really crazy talking about this but like i don't know it's it's the fact that they couldn't get these little things right that really annoys me you know it's like Mm -hmm. okay and i feel like james put it best in his review on letterbox how he's just like yeah crystal skull was a very controversial movie for its time. And Indiana Jones five is supposed to kind of like, kind of, you know, put the fire out with its controversy. Same with rise of Skywalker, putting the kind of trying to like downplay the controversy of last Jedi. But the way they do that is they just kind of undo everything and don't really replace it with anything new. Like it's just the same shit that we've seen before. Mm -hmm. And it's not interesting. It's not fun. It's tired. It's, I just I, it's I a little more the identity it. of that's a little more of the identity of Indiana Jones that's a little more of its identity though is that it like it kind of, it does tend to like retread things a little more though so th- I guess where sure. like, I find it a little more like forgivable and also yeah again yeah. I don't I just said I don't I care so little about C- Crystal Skull where that didn't bother me too much I guess when I was watching sure. it. Yeah, no, it it didn't bother me. The fact, the but the fact that it exists bothers me. Not the literal like uh, disrespecting of Mutt. Like I don't mm-hmm. care for Mutt. But the fact that they clearly don't care about the previous movie. That's what tells me it's like okay. Then what was the point of the previous movie? Like mm-hmm. why why should we care? Like what makes this new current movie more special than the previous movie? Then and. Yeah, and you're right. Like, yes, Indiana Jones does do a lot of retreading in its other movies. Yeah. But it retreads with things that are, like, it, it it fills those retreads with something different along the way. Like, it's like Raiders and Last Crusade are two completely different movies. Yes, they have similarities to them, but they're two completely different movies. Whereas Dial of Destiny, it's just, I don't know what it's doing differently that I'm supposed to get anything out of it. Like... Old man Indy is now even older. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, now he can do less stunts than he did in the previous movie because he's super old now. So it's like, what what am I supposed to get out of that? Mm-hmm. Just watching old man Harrison Ford like waddle around and like Phoebe Waller Bridges is like running around faster than him and like Antonio Banderas is there and like all these other characters are like running at much faster speeds because, well, again, Harrison Ford is super old. He can only run as fast as he can, you know? Like, it's, it's yeah, that's just not where I was interesting enough. I kind of took that as, like, I'm kind of, like, disappointed, like, they did wait so long to make, because I honestly like the script more than I do, than I like the Crystal Skull script. I feel like there's more there, and the fact that, like, 
he has so little energy left like as an actor like even like if he had like the kind of energy he had like for say um Force Awakens or um like Blade Runner 2049 like this could have been a better movie like just the fact like sure. he is just he is so old and he has no energy in his line delivery is just really frustrating it was just really frustrating for me where like I feel like there's stuff here where it's not great but it could definitely have been better and I think better in Crystal Skull well I feel like the other thing too is that like okay we've already seen Old Man Indy so like again we've already seen this we didn't like it so why are we still doing it mm-hmm. like that's the other thing and I get the idea that like okay for real this time this is the last one like he's yeah. really retrospective about or like really introspective about his life and he's like super old now and he doesn't want to do this anymore. It's like, okay, I don't really want to see that. Like, wasn't the point of Indiana Jones was that like, you know, he was supposed to be an homage to adventure serials. Like, have we kind of lost that at this point now? Because we're trying to be this, we're trying to really add depth to this old man, but it's like, okay, I don't know. Like the, the depth in last crusade was fun, but like, just because you try it again yeah, doesn't necessarily not... it doesn't automatically mean it's going to work, you know? Yeah, I got, yeah, I didn't really get any vibe of any like. There's a real there, if there's an arc, it's pretty forced. Like, yeah, it's not really yeah. the uh, they don't really do like. And again, he doesn't really need one. That's where like okay, yeah. it's like no one. There's not really any arc other than that. Like like the um, the girl character, which I'm sure we'll uh, talk about more, is like. Yeah, see, and like, hey, I called, uh, I called Marion, try here, make up, uh, yeah, yeah which the... again, they did in the last movie. It's yeah. like, okay, what makes this any different then? It's like we're retreading grounds that we already did, and it, it, it's comical, you know, at this point. At this, at this point, like, why would Marion want to go back to this guy? Like, you've already dumped him twice, it's mm-hmm. like, okay, or three times, really, because like, you know, there was the t- time before raiders so it's like why are you coming back to this asshole then like what is what are you gaining from this uh it's i just i just don't like it like and i get it yes the previous movies do similar things and so like but i just don't i never like that argument though how it's just like well the other movies did this too it's like well yes but they also did them better and just because they did them two and this one's trying to do the same thing that doesn't automatically mean the results will be the same as the previous movies Mm -hmm. um and so that and like at this point it's just like okay i've seen it what so then okay if we've seen this story before if we've seen this kind of stuff before you gotta fill it with other things more fascinating characters you gotta have better stunts and better action set pieces to really wow the audience and I don't think it does that because um, I don't particularly care for any of these other side characters. I don't particularly think any of the action set pieces are all that great. Mm. Um, That's where I say I, I like the the opening action set piece. I like a lot. I also want to yeah. say like Baz, who they got rid of after the first scene, basically. I, I liked Baz a lot when they introduced him. Like, I feel like, yeah, yeah he's, that's, better. He's, he's, he's better Toby than any Jones. of the characters they added in uh Yeah, he's Crystal an interesting Skull. character. He kind of reminds me of Marcus Brody because yeah. he has that, like, bookworm right. uh, sensibilities to him. But he's not, like, a clone of Marcus Brody. He's not, like, no. he's actually – he can actually act like himself. Like, I, th- I think that's interesting, yes, and I like that. 
again though the cgi indie is way too distracting right. but i do agree that like yes that opening set piece is good but i never really feel like it's on the same level as any action set pieces in raiders yeah. or in last crusade or even temple of doom right i'll agree um, like yeah like a lot of the others like I think the other new thing they add is like the scuba diving, which honestly wasn't that interesting either. Like it's yeah, like and again, you, much like Crystal Skull's problems, the CGI is way too yeah. abundant. And I get it; you can't really film with real eels, right. but like Ooh, eel, like it, it, eels weren't particularly. I, I don't think it's they sold it as well as like they were hoping it would go come off as. No, yeah, it's yeah like you it did not. You look really good. can't like do and like yeah, me like I'm thinking like okay, Spielberg like. You can't do like any like good jump scares like what they did in like you gotta be doing able to do something interesting underwater and they just didn't like it's yeah. just like one of the bodies breaks apart and it's full of eels like it, it they didn't sell it yeah you know? no they did not sell it I yeah. mean that's another thing too is that like because Spielberg didn't return for this I you don't really feel the same charm that the other yeah. movies did like. I can kind of see what it's trying to do. Like sometimes it's moving the camera in a way Spielberg would, mm -hmm. but then it's like, okay, then why should I care if you're like trying to replicate the, the style of a different director? It's like, all right, why did you hire James Mangold then? If he's just trying to steal Spielberg style, uh -huh. like, doesn't James Mangold have his own style that you want to use? Like what, like what, what's going on here? Yeah, I go like I yeah after the um after the intro though like yeah we're going into the uh, they go super heavy in the '60s theme kind of like what I was talking about the last movie of the '50s yeah which is yeah they definitely do yeah I I, got, I, it feels I like seriously a thought it was gonna movie. be yeah <laughs> it, I thought it was gonna be I thought it was supposed to be in the '70s but then like because it's it's 1969 around, so yeah 69 yeah. so that kind of makes sense um but yeah no definitely because then you have like the everything's yeah once the astronauts went up everyone yeah. wanted to play with space yeah. toys so like Which that's that's kind yeah, of interesting you, yeah they don't they don't sure. get a ton of fate. yeah you don't want to get too distracted but yeah that's kind of interesting i, yeah, I, I like a lot of concepts in this movie and that's where i feel like yeah like if we had a younger harrison ford this would could we could do a little more of it and that's where i think i'm I mean, frustrated with i feel like you could do indiana jones in like the space race um if you could if you tried but they don't because again, they can't really do anything that much with it. Cause they're if they had stuck to making Indiana Jones, like a character you could recast similar in the sense of James Bond. Yeah. I feel like you could do a lot of great things with that, but because they refuse to recast him, you know, we get something like this where it's trying to be introspective and it's trying to be old man Indy. And it's like, all right, yeah. you know what? I don't really care for this anymore and i know they're trying and i do like the idea of it being in like the space race because well that's when it would take place mm -hmm. but like i don't know it's just i don't really care like i just don't you know mm -hmm. uh, so the uh let's say the setup is also like i'm gonna say the setup is one is probably the weakest of the series like of how the because you have um what's her name um yeah, Helena or Helena, I, how how they pronounce it? Uh, uh, yeah, Helena. It's Helena yeah. Shaw. Yeah. yeah. So Phoebe Waller Bridges. Yeah, yeah. For whatever reason, the so obviously, yeah, like we know why she why she knows about the dial, 
But why exactly the, the Germans know that she's after it and why they uh like, yeah, it's kind of, the the fact that she's just now like deciding to go get it doesn't make a ton of sense. Like I guess she'll have to find it eventually, but why the Germans know that she's after it doesn't Yeah. That's or it's... I guess yeah, the Nazi how the Nazis know doesn't really make any sense. Like it's kind of just they know because well, like, the plot demands it, and that, they they yeah. they do kind of crux on that, which is not usually Indiana Jones is really tight about that. Well, well, what what does Indy have to do with the grander thing? Like, why is he why is he even go on an adventure in the first place? Like, who is this character that he's kind of just following around? Like, who is this Helena character? Like, mm-hmm. yes, it's established that she's the goddaughter, I think, but yeah. like why like why i I don't know it's just like well he he has a uh he has a moral it's a it's a moral obligation thing which isn't like the best motivation yeah yeah moral obligation to his goddaughter moral obligation that he is concerned about the power of the dial i guess but like it's also just filmed weirdly also just because yeah he knows the nazis are also going after it so yeah i don't know but like again like why this character like what is so significant about her outside of the goddaughter thing like yeah. i just don't buy her as being this like really super important character mm-hmm. um, which they do they try to do like the little subversion of like oh she's uh, actually she's actually kind of uh morally corrupt and like it's not, it's not the most interesting thing is but, she like that's the other yeah. thing it's like is she morally corrupt? But like, I never really bought her as morally corrupt because I don't understand what her motivations are exactly. Like fortune, because I feel like, or, not, not, even I for, not even for not even the glory, just the money. She's just after the money, which is again like kind of like uh, uh, Mac in the last one. Yeah, but like, okay, why? Like, which, that, that's know, like, that's a pretty typical like motivation for like yeah, Indiana villains. I Wait, I guess that's a little bit of an interesting like shake. I was like, oh now, now one now of the one Indiana of the like the one of the protagonists is like just in it for the money. I yeah, it's like she's not a again she her and the, the kid that travels around with her like they're trying to do like a little um like homage to short round or like a. Like make him like short round, but he just doesn't have any charisma to him, and it's not very interesting. No, he's just. And some then he flies. Kid. A, he he's first time flying a plane isn't through a fucking monsoon through a fucking time warp. I, yeah, <laughs> that, was point, the, that, was, like... that was the that was that was a bit of a jump the shark for me. Well, see that scene in particular where she's just like, you know how to start a plane, and he's just like, uh, uh, and I'm like, oh, for crying out loud, sure, he knows how to start a plane. Why not at this yeah. point? Sure, it's like, uh, I could be mad, but I just don't care. Yeah, yeah, she's well, just like she's th- got like. Assuming I'm like using, I'm a, I'm a super clear on like the. I I believe it's like she definitely has like mommy issue type, um, consistent. I have uh. Yeah, it, it, it's like I understand where the character writing's from, where she she is a nuisance, but like she like like people would shit on like when they're in the adverts where she's talking about like uh. Like, oh, yeah, you're a grave robber and whatnot. Like, you're a bad guy. Like, that caused a bunch of big Twitter kerfuffle. And, oh, yeah. like, yeah, I mean, she's not, like, you kind of understand she's not exactly, like, a moral, like, she's not a moral, like, she she's kind of, like, just, like, all over the place where, like, yeah, you don't have to take what she says seriously and the writing knows that. So, like, you I guess, under- but then it's, like, 
okay, if I'm not supposed to take her seriously, why is she here then? Like, that's the thing. It's and like, that's I like, feel like they're, they're trying to give her an arc. It's like, it's not yeah. much of an arc. Like, it's basically just like Indiana Jones basically rubs off her as the arc. And like, she, I like, guess. she does like, I'm going to do the good thing. And then like. Like, yeah, she was like, oh, I'm going to use the dynamite to get us out of this. And then, like, she's all excited and Indiana Jones is pissed that her, his friend, that um, Antonio Banderas died. Um, so, like, yeah, you're kind of, like, making the awareness of, like, yeah, your actions, have, a bit of awareness of actions have consequences and trying to do the good thing versus the fortune and glory. Um, but, yeah, it's not like, she doesn't have much of an arc. She just kind of has, like, it's kind of like Mutt where, like, yeah, she just kind of grows to appreciate Indiana Jones a bit more is kind of the arc, which isn't... I suppose. I Again, you know, I think the main problem I have with her is that I just don't find her entertaining. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm told that Phoebe Waller-Bridges is, like, super comedic and super talented and has, like, a really good show called Fleabag, but, like, watching this movie, I'm just like, I don't see any of that. Like, I see a comedian trying really hard to be quirky and silly, but because it all feels forced, it I just don't get anything out of that. I'm like, okay, you're clearly just putting on a performance. So, like, I don't really understand what I'm supposed to get out of you except just quirky behavior. Right. And when it's delivered that way, then I'm not really convinced. I'm just like, this is, this is too silly for this kind of movie. And I get it. Like, yes – I get it. Like characters in previous movies of Indiana Jones movies were silly at times, but like, I don't know, like something about this time feels way too forced and just not as natural. And I think it does come down to the fact that Spielberg isn't directing. Like you don't have that Spielberg charm to it. And so it feels like an imitation right. of what worked previously. Um, and that's why I think it it's worse than Crystal Skull because Crystal Skull didn't do these things particularly well, but it had something. Like I understood that like Spielberg knew what he was doing and so then I'm able to forgive that because it's like, okay, the charm is sort of there, whereas here, none of it's there. And so then – and again, like because Crystal Skull was so controversial for its time, it's like, okay, why are we doing this again? Like – you're supposed to improve upon Crystal Skull in that regard. Like, okay, like, I just, I, yeah, I, I just, I just, I, I'm pr- pretty much just repeating myself at this point, I would say. Yeah, I, I get that. I honestly get it. I, I, I kind of took notes during it, but yeah, it's like, it's just a lot of kind of nothing. And again, mm-hmm. I, I, I guess I mostly attribute that to being like, we're kind of limited by the main actor. Yes. Um, being his age is kind of where I took it. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah, you just want to get into, uh, the, uh, going back in time. Yeah. <laughs> so this movie promised that it had a thing, the MacGuffin that would like go back in time, which much like the aliens is a bit much for the Indiana Jones mm-hmm. mythos, but I was willing to give it a chance to be like, okay, maybe they can do something with it. And they don't because they go back in time to, well, so first of all, the villain's motivations for going back in time are hilarious, I would say, because like 
He's just like, yeah, we're going to go back in time and kill Hitler, so then we can definitely win the war this time. It's like, I'm sorry, what? Like, I guess it's kind of refreshing that it's a Nazi character who yeah. doesn't think Hitler's all that, but then you kind oh, of have to well, We've never seen that before. We never saw um, uh, Donovan in, in Last of Crusader. I didn't give a shit. Like, granted, he's not okay. like a hardcore Nazi, but... Yeah. Yeah, you're kind of, like, we've already seen guys not really care for Hitler in the past, like... But then you kind of have to wonder, then why are you still a Nazi if you're not a fan of Hitler? Like, it's mm-hmm. just it's just weird uh, to me. But like, whatever. Like, OK, fine. You want to go back in time and kill Hitler, which also is really funny because then it's like Indiana Jones has to stop him. It's like, no, yeah. you can't do that. It's like, oh, Indiana Jones doesn't want to kill Hitler. Wait a minute. <laughs> it's like, it's like uh, he wants his autograph. Like, he won't be able to get his autograph. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> But it's like that. It's like in uh, the Fantastic Beasts, um, when like Grindelwald, the villain, is just like, "Oh, we have to stop World War Two," and like then the wizards have to be like, "No, we can't stop World War Two. It's just like, "Why not?" Mm, suspicious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, I I understand the sentiment. I just think it's unintentionally funny. Um, yeah. But anyway, they miscalculate, so they don't go back in time to Hitler time. They go back in time to like, uh, what was it like? Uh, was it Socrates? No, it was uh, Aristotle. Was that uh, Archimedes? Archimedes. There Ar- we go. They went back yeah. in time to Archimedes' time in Sicily, yeah. Italy. Yeah, they're which... just they're fanboying over him so much. It kind of got annoying at that point. Like, oh yeah, my god, it's just uh, pointing, looking uh, like the do the uh, the soy face. Oh my god, yes. it's Archimedes. <laughs> yeah, I get god, it's Archimedes. It's like cool, I guess. Yeah. But then, like, he gets there. And he's like, I I want to stay here. There's nothing for me in the future. Yeah. And you're just like, uh, what? Like, that's that's out of he's nowhere. Just, he's old and senile and just doing whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah, yeah, you can attribute that to old and senile. It's like, okay, I don't want to uh, see yeah. Indiana Jones as this crazy old right. man wanting to disrupt time. Which, Well, first of all, so is this the time travel logic where they go back in time? Is this back to the future time logic or is this Avengers Endgame time logic? Like... You know, do they actually change things in the future, or is it like Endgame, where like they uh, can't change things, so they're just creating a new, uh, they're they're just just creating a new like multiverse by doing that. I've or seen is it things like, like where I can't remember what specifically, but though it kind of like I'm not gonna use like I'm gonna use uh, a Spider versus terminology of like canon event where like certain events are like kind of just fixed where like no matter how much you interfere, like also like, yeah, it's like given it like at like usually like war zones and whatnot, where like, it's going to be like kind of like complete destruction where it doesn't really matter. Like your influence where you can go somewhere and because it's going to be destroyed, it doesn't really matter what you do. I wish I could remember what other movie does that. Um, but I I'm think blanking. Loki did that. Right. Didn't Loki, Is that a Loki season thing? one do that? Yeah, it was Loki season one. They did that. Uh, for, uh, again, I have not seen Loki in a while, and yeah, I, that's literally the only thing I remember from Loki. I would assume because the rest of it was just bad. Um, but yeah, I think that's what I. Yeah. Remember. Oh, that that is Lo- that is a Loki thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So maybe okay. it's going by that logic. Um, wow, going by Loki logic. This movie yeah. really is good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that's a cool concept of like, yeah, like yeah. space time. Like it's within, just a shame like, that this- it that the only thing like they don't explain uh, that though but i think like they just explain everything by you know like oh it's dragons and um yeah archimedes is gonna die in the siege anyway so doesn't 
they don't really explain that, but you can kind of understand where, like, I, I guess, guess this is yeah, a, the end of the but world. But like, even I, though they I do feel... like leave like a plane wreck, I don't. I feel like that'd be kind of significant. Yeah, they left a plane wreck. Nobody picked up on that. I just, yeah, whatever. But anyway, then they like get there, and he's just like, "No, I have to stay here. It's fine." And then. She punches him, knocking him out, essentially, because, yeah, well, no shit, like, yeah. you're not going to convince him, so we have to get him I, I kind of like that. And then it nice cuts movie. to them immediately out of there. It's like, okay, mm. now they're back in New York. It's like, oh, you you forgot to have a climax. Like, yeah. I guess the climax Oops. was the was The, the fact plane. that they went back in time, yeah. Yeah, the fact they went back in time, but then it's like, okay, you're just not going to show how they get out of that? Like, yeah, that seemed like a pretty significant thing to show, but nope, they're just back, and now we're in the falling action, and Marion comes back for the third time, and she looks <laughs> bored. Yeah. Like, that's one thing, that's one thing I really realized, was that Karen Allen in Crystal Skull was, like, happy to be there, bubbly, she mm-hmm. was, like, giving it her all as, as... As Marion, you're just like, yeah, this is old lady Marion. Like, she looks like, she looks and acts like Marion would as an old lady. She's smiling. She looks like she wants to be there. And then in this one, it's just Karen Allen walking into the New York apartment and just being like, hi, I brought groceries. You're just like, okay. (laughs) Groceries. It's like, okay, great. Like, uh, like clearly you don't care to be here either. So, like, why should I care to be here? Yeah. It, it ties into my general distaste for this entire movie. Just, like, nobody necessarily wants to do this mm-hmm. except Harrison Ford, I guess, maybe. Yeah. But even then, he's so old that I don't think he necessarily wants to keep doing it. Um, I, Again... I just don't see why this had to be made. I don't exactly see why this was like so, you know, important to make and why Disney spent $300 million on it. You know, like, I just don't, I just don't see it. Um, And like, none of it just impresses me to the point that I can forgive these things. I'm it's Indiana Jones five. I'm kind of out of forgiveness at this point. If it's not going to do anything interesting. So, I thought clearly the, we, uh, or go ahead. I was just going to say, clearly we disagree on that and that's yeah. fine. I just, I get, I, I think that mine is more like, I'm more appreciative of like the concepts of the story. And I'm just mad that it feels kind of handicapped again by the old people. Sure. I, you know what? This is, this is probably the exact same, uh, thing. This is probably the exact same thing as when we talked about Dr. Sleep. Like we both agree that like, there's some like, things to it that we don't like i'm definitely a lot more critical of that and you are willing to forgive a lot more yeah and so like i feel like that's where we disagree which is totally fine mm-hmm. like even though you're wrong 100%. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. No, one you... other thing i thought was i don't know if it's necessarily I, I it caught me off guard so i guess i don't i also didn't know going into this that they were going to time travel i mean they set it up mm. enough like going into it like Okay, they're probably like it wasn't like shocking when they actually did it because they were like talking yeah. about it for a while. I think sure. I, the the concept that it was a the dial is like a fix is fixed to always go to him was I don't know if that's clever or not, but it was definitely I didn't see that coming. Uh, yeah, I, I they, they also they did a little foreshadowing of it earlier when she's doing like the card tricks and he's like, oh, it's a fixed deck or like or like you're always going to draw like seven of spades or whatever. 
They did a little yeah. foreshadowing. Um, I guess, but it's just like okay, like yeah. I don't know. I'm just not. Yeah, I'm just I, not I'd have to like look at it again. Just like, yeah, is this clever or is it just? Yeah, I just think it's, 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 tired. it's interesting. But. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I will say this, like. When I was like, because I remember hearing rumors about it being like a time travel movie. And uh-huh. um, I remember uh, my buddy Clorox was posting it in like uh, my Discord server saying like, oh, yeah, they're going to go back in time to the original movies. And it's like, oh, yeah. that is so totally what Disney would do. So yeah. like, I'm kind of glad they didn't like they were going to like go back in time and like give us member berries for Raiders and uh-huh. Temple and Last Crusade. Yeah, they didn't do but that. They didn't do that. And you know what? knowing disney and the whole recent like nostalgia baiting that a lot of studios have been doing recently i wouldn't have put it past them if they did do that which i guess i'm kind of glad they didn't um which is commendable but like because i had the lowest expectations and the fact that they didn't meet those lowest expectations it's like okay what did we really accomplish here um is the thing so like I kind of would have liked if they did that because then I could have like felt something while watching <laughs> this movie, whether it be pure anger, but like I was just bored, you know, like that's really the worst thing about this movie. It's boring. I just didn't get anything that I would ever want to return to see to it. I know you were just saying like, you probably have to watch it again to see if it really is that clever. I just, even if it is, I don't have any interest in finding out honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Is yeah, like I, I got to watch it again. Like I'm not, I'm not in a sure. rush to. I don't really. Like, yeah, I didn't really feel super strongly about it. I was like, yeah, I got. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll compare it. Like, yeah, coming out of Last Jedi, I was really like, I had no idea what to think coming out of that because it was just not what I expected. Mm. And kind of like this, like yeah, this just was like in some ways, yeah, it, it was kind of what I expected. Like yeah, Indiana Jones is old and whatnot, but in other ways, like yeah, it wasn't super fan servicey. Like they weren't like trying to like shove like morality of like oh indiana jones is a piece of shit down our throats like it wasn't <laughs> well I mean, uh, they, they weren't like they, it wasn't like being like trying to be overly progressive or like yeah. overly or like um fan servicey well, um, i'm glad they didn't do that yeah, whole, like, not... they didn't they didn't really tie they didn't really uh go like you were saying earlier with like the whole like oh you're just a grave robber line like i'm glad yeah. they didn't do anything super vital with that because it's like well one he's not like mm-hmm. I he's he definitely never was established as someone like that uh at all which I get I which but then that begs the question like what was the point of that line then was it supposed to be her misunderstanding him is it supposed to be an actual critique like why is this here then like she's just the, a piece of shit I guess I, I guess again it, I have it's, no again, idea. it's kind of like he, he has he feels an obligation to like kind of do like first of all like he needs uh I, I try to why yeah you're asking like why exactly they're doing it together as like I guess like a little like he can't do it by himself and he knows things that they don't that they don't know I don't mm-hmm. like he's kind of like just forcefully dragging them around because like he's a little more skilled than them I um, guess yeah I it's like kind of like yeah like I guess like little sense of like. I got a course correct because you've kind of fallen off. I, you're you're like kind of going off the deep end as a person. Yeah, I guess. But like, I never really feel like um, Helena as a character ever really has any of that introspection. Introspection, right. like like yeah, there is they that don't, scene. They don't do much with it. 
Yeah, there is like, that scene like, where like like yeah, they shoot Antonio Banderas, which first of all, they only had Antonio Banderas for like five minutes, and then they right. kill him. It's like okay, great. What a what what great you like? I feel like uh fucking Uncharted used used Antonio Banderas more than this movie did. Um, I've never. But seen then that. it's like. Yeah, it was, I, we actually. This is actually the second time we brought up Uncharted because we brought up Uncharted in the last uh, episode we did. Okay. <laughs> Still, don't don't watch it. Yeah, uh, but anyway, um, yeah. So then, and then there's that scene. They're like riding away, and she's just like being all happy dappy and just being like, "Haha, we sure showed them." And he's like, yeah. "My friend died," and it's like, and then she's like, "Oh," and like that's the end. It's like, okay, you could have had, you could have really made that a very special character moment yeah but one indiana jones has never mentioned this one character before so his sadness Mm -hmm. does isn't really felt all that much like the impact of that isn't really felt and two the character of helena doesn't really do anything with that information she's like oh and then they just kind of move on from there yeah they don't do anything like that's the thing like it's boring and I'm confused by everything it's setting up because I don't know what it's trying to do. And so mm-hmm. I'm just left like just I'm bored and confused and I don't like it. I'm just yeah. left annoyed. <laughs> but again, I'm beating a dead horse. I've right. made my points. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to say about this movie um, before we wrap up? It's a little nitpick. They they tried to pull a fast one on this. They include a little space oddity, even though it... uh. Definitely, there's like a there's a 0.1% chance that realistically could have been out by the time when this movie takes place because it was released nine days before the actual moon landing. So I find it highly doubtful that it would have been out when this movie takes place. Oh, they're trying to, they're trying to be cute with it. When did they play Space Oddity? It was that. like it was very early in the uh, it's when he has like his neighbors are playing loud music and I can't remember oh, that what the was first... Space Oddity. The first song they it was it was the second they play a second song after I can't remember what the first song was the second song they played was Space Oddity though. Interesting. It's yeah, quiet. It's must... quieter. It, it's quieter. Okay. It's in the background, but I, I, okay. I caught it. I was like, "There's David Bo." Like, yeah, it's like it's something very typical. Sixty. I think it's yeah. I think they're playing the Beatles, and then immediately after they start playing David Bowie. It's like that. David Bowie is not sixties. <laughs> I technically yeah, yeah. It's like it's like late sixties, yeah, but. As, yeah, it's yeah, his more career was not that was very very early in his career at that point. And yeah, Space Oddity yeah. was not out at that point. You know what that reminds me of? That reminds me of to bring up Minions again. Um, we there's that scene in the Minions movie where uh, Bob is like playing the electric guitar and he plays the uh, guitar riff from Eruption by Van Halen, <laughs> but because the movie. The movie takes place in the 60s, but right. Eruption by Van Halen didn't come out until 1978, like a full decade after yeah. when the movie takes place. And that annoyed the shit out of me because I'm just <laughs> like, you do not fuck with me when Van Halen is in, was involved yeah. in Illumination. And that's, wh- <laughs> that's one other thing I want to go back to. Yeah, like when they're in, their, near, they're in New York. Like first, it's a little... They don't really explain why he's in the job he's in, like what, because yeah, he's like at the end of Crystal Skull, he becomes like associate dean, so don't really know what happened where he's in New York was he, now. Was the divorce like super bad where he lost his job as an well, associate said dean? That, they said that he had been at this place for ten years. Was the uh, so it'd be oh. like two years after King of Crystal Skull, he leaves the university he's been at his entire career and goes to this place for whatever reason, and they never yeah, set it up. They never yeah, explain that's why. Just weird. 
I just cause. Um, and then, then when they're doing the big, uh, they're doing the big chase scene like through the parade. Like that's that's the kind of thing where like Indiana Jones has kind of always been off to like the side where like yeah you could like understand like you're having him do like this big like Nazi chase scene through a large parade in like New York in the '60s seems a little. T- like interferes with history a bit too much. Like yeah. it's kind of always been off to the side where like the stuff he does doesn't really interfere with the grand scale. Like yeah, and of course like in a uh, time travel movie, uh, on top of it, he has like it's, he's interfering a bit more of history than he usually does in the previous movies. Yeah, yeah, it's just weird. I agree. Um, yeah. Is there anything else? Uh, I think that's about everything I wanted to talk about. Okay. Well, before we wrap up, uh, I guess to tie it in with the podcast, would you ever own this? Uh, <laughs> at the current, I would not go out of my way to get it. That's where I'm at mm-hmm. the moment. Maybe if okay. I saw it at a thrift store. Okay. Interesting. I will not. Uh, one, I already have the Complete Adventures uh, Blu-ray. And so it would just be kind of weird to own Dial of Destiny. But also, as I've said, I just I don't really get anything out of Dial of Destiny. So I just don't see myself keeping it in the collection. It's it's just not worth it. Not not my cup of tea, honestly. So, yeah. All right. All right I want to. Um, I did kind of allude to this one to mention this. I, the the way they end the movie is also it's kind of lame. Like they just oh, have yeah. like the hats just hanging on a line. It's like, it's very simple. Like I I almost appreciate that it's like simple, but at the same time, like it's 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 Indiana Jones. Like how are you gonna end the series on that? Yeah, it's just like yeah, it's like it just like does like the fade like the black cutout of just the hat, and he just grabs it off the line. That's it. Yeah. Like, Again. Oh, okay. The sunset was right there. And even then, the crystal skull where they're just walking off and they're married, it's like, again, like either of those are a much better finite or final kind of uh, scene to end on. Yeah. Whereas here, they're just in a New York apartment and then the hat's hanging on a clothesline, but then he takes the hat off anyway. Like, what... Why? Like, I, I don't know. What does this signify? Is it signifying that, like, because I'm signifying, like, the hat hanging up being like, oh, the hat's hanging up. We're, we're uh, dusting off. The, yeah. We're dusting they, off. They keep hands. saying, we're like, yeah, like, Marion says, I, I heard you're back. And, like, that's the thing. Yeah. It's like, oh, he's been gone for so long. And now he's back. And now he's it's back. Like the thing. He's, yeah. Uh, okay, great. That's, that's always a great uh, motivation for a movie, is that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I just, yeah, I'm not a fan of the, Fine. Not a fan of the finale of this movie. Yeah, I, I I don't really buy it as the finale of Indiana Jones. Um, but again, that's just me. If you disagree, that's fine. But I I'm just not there. So, all right. Anything all else? Right. I think that's now. Now everything. Now I've said everything. Now we did it. Oh. Five movies. <laughs> Ooh, I think we're almost at three. Do we hit three hours? We're getting there. I, I hit three hours. Um, All right. I mean, I'm probably going to have to do a lot of editing because uh, <laughs> of the little mic diddly dudes that yeah. happened earlier. But eh, it's fine. We even if it's we don't fine. hit exactly, even if we don't hit exactly three hours, we we 
beat both we the beat previous the shit records. out of William. Yeah, <laughs> take that. Take those that, space streets to those space tree victory today. <laughs> so you'll just be the day you almost cut uncultured swine. <laughs> that's that's a that's the wrong movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times. We have fun here. Oh. Well, Ben, please, yeah. by all means, shout out your stuff. Where can people yeah. find you? Go find me on my YouTube channel at Uncultured Swine. Fingers, I. There really shouldn't be any reason I shouldn't be able to. I got a new video. Come probably will be out like tomorrow, which is Monday the third. In theory, mm. um, got a new uh, video game related video. Um, yeah, it's talking about handheld video games and got some. Uh, yeah, you're like your tradition. Like I, I definitely am. My aim is like to do like the kind of stuff like you know John Tron Scott the Waz type stuff. Um, so if you like that, definitely go check it out. I think this is my finest work of that sort, um, like non short film type stuff that I do. I think it'll be pretty good. So go check it out. Nice, 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 nice. Yeah, and your usual links will be in the description as yes. well. Yeah, I'm sure. also I'm also on Twitter. I'm on Letterbox. Go follow me there. Uncultured Swine, as usual. Hmm. All right, we did it. Yes, we, we talked about the five Indiana Joneses. <laughs> what a what a what a what a grueling chore. <laughs> yeah. No, this yeah, was fun. No, I, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I'm no, super, I, yeah. I'm super glad we did this for sure. It started um, so well, and then, and then we, got, <laughs> <laughs> it was, we we're so close to glory. Yeah, the yeah, I, I yeah, it's not like we are, we we're both losing our voice there later. <laughs> That's okay. So we might as well just cap it off. So thanks for coming on, and thank you, the listener, for listening to this yeah. podcast. Uh, if you want to support the show, please leave a like, leave a comment, listen to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, or just YouTube. That's fine, too. But yeah, uh, thanks for watching, and always remember, snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? I remember that. <laughs> okay, bye-bye, everybody. <laughs> bye. <laughs> Just for you, just for you.